0: Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 414, recorded on February 16th, 2023. On tonight's episode, with special guest Philip Summers of Hand-Drawn Gaming, we talk about his journey with Hand-Drawn Gaming since his last visit with us in September 2021. We'll also discuss Nintendo Switch sales momentum, and just how long has Nintendo been holding on to Metroid Prime Remastered? And have you reached out to Super Mario Brothers Plumbing to have your plumbing fixed? Chessie, you know what to do.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Dads. It's episode 414, and uh, it is February the 16th, 2023. And we are here to talk about all things Nintendo. And with us tonight, the very special guest who's appeared on the show before, but we're glad and so happy to welcome back Mr. Philip Summers. Philip, how are you? Before I introduce the guys. Uh, Great. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, we uh, are so glad that you've taken a little bit of your time. I know you're busy. We're, you know, we loved having you on the show last time, and so we're excited you're here with us this time. Also joining me on the show this week uh, is Mr. Jesse Waldack, who, if you didn't know, Philip, is Nintendo Dad's seven-year-running Employee of the Year. Uh, wow. He, that's <laughs> <an> incredible <laughs> achievements. Because Congratulations. I push the buttons and make noises when,
0: happen. When I grow up, I want to be just like Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you too can be. You too can be. But anyway, Jesse, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Um, th- th- during you know, Valentine's Day
2: earlier this week, so while my wife and I went out to dinner, I was talking to her about you know that uh, that Game Boy uh, Interceptor project that because kind, of, kind of stalled a little bit, and she goes, well, "Why don't you go to the community college and take a class that would te- teach you how to solder better?" I'm like. I don't know why I didn't think of that but that's a good idea so uh, I'm going to be looking into seeing if I take, take a class when they have enrollment this summer or fall so it'll be a while but uh, because their spring semester just started but uh, that's something I'm looking into doing because she has she has taken jewelry yeah. making and metal metal classes at the community college just to support her habit so well, why the hell
1: can't I to support my habit exactly why not why not uh speaking of habits tim off why can't i quit you
0: (laughs) i don't know i I think you need an intervention and there's a lot of intervention going on in our discord too if you haven't seen that uh just jokingly (laughs) anyways but i'm doing good uh as i mentioned in the pre-show just uh new work starting in the new year is keeping me busy so have been able to game much, but uh, uh, when I do, I've been having fun with the game I've been playing. We'll talk about that later. But uh, um, but yeah, it, work has been keeping me busy. In fact, un- enough so to where actually after hours I do a little bit more because <laughs> I'm oh, like trying to get stuff down. Oh boy! Not because I don't want to; it's actually stuff I'm interested in. So, oh, uh, thankfully, that's what makes it interesting. But uh, but yeah, it's. It's you know I guess I'm adulting you know yeah.
3: If you weren't <laughs> recording right now would you be
0: doing work Uh no I would be going I would be sitting <laughs> on the couch uh, Notice
1: there was a little bit of hesitation there
0: <laughs> No Yeah there there's a certain point I I cut off and because it's like I'd want to go hang out with with my wife and either watch something on TV or if she's playing a game then I'm playing a game
1: so hmm. Yeah awesome how about you marty yeah, it's been it's been a good week around here uh we i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show before but uh we're in uh, the town over from us which is about 30 minutes away we're there four times a week now or five depending um because my daughter is uh she's in ballet and she's she's pretty good at it and so i'm we encourage her and you know chase your dreams and all that so uh, she's got seven, she's in seven ballet classes, uh, or dance classes each week. One of those is a stretching class. So it's really like six classes, but then on Saturday and now, uh, Friday as performance time is getting closer. She's also part of a, of a local ballet troupe in the city, uh, that they do a performance of the nutcracker every Christmas. And they do like a, a Disney show or something every spring. Uh, it's Snow white this year. So, uh, she's working on that. And, uh, so that meant on Tuesday night, Tuesday night's actually her longest night of class. She starts at four and is done at eight 15. And so, uh, that meant that we were there in time to, uh, have a meal together, my wife and I for Valentine's day. And so she, uh, hates Valentine's day with an absolute passion. Uh, she cannot stand the holiday. She calls it a corporate holiday, which I agree. Uh, but that's, that's a whole nother podcast, right? Um, but, uh, we were going to go to this, lo- to this local, um, Asian place that I really like, uh, called Asia garden. They do like, uh, it's not like a buffet. They do make everything fresh right when you order it. Uh, and so they do like, they have a Chinese menu and a Japanese menu. <laughs> you can order off both. So you can have like general so ch- chicken and a uh, sushi roll, which is, you know, if you want to do that, that's great. uh and not like she likes that place but i know that's not her favorite and y'all as bougie and as 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 this is her one of her favorite places is outback steakhouse and so like we're driving and we're we're driving you know like and i was like she's like why are we turning here and i was like i don't know why are we turning here and we pulled into the outback parking lot and she's like are you taking me to outback i was like yes yes this is this is me we're due i was like and guess what After this, we're gonna go walk around Hobby Lobby. Oh
3: man, the for as long as you
1: want, and then (laughs) and then and then I'm gonna go and I'm gonna buy you coffee at any place that you want. So it was like let's celebrate you because she's she's done a lot of celebrating for me. All
3: all of a sudden, Uh, it wasn't that corporate, was it?
1: No, no. <laughs> I mean, like, like her thing is, is like when we talk about like, like, when you think about like how somebody feels loved, mine is gifts. Give me stuff. Yes. Yeah. My, if you could see my office, Sprinkle it's, me give me things. That's gifts. how you, that's yes. how, yes, yes, yes. Hers is time spent. So yep. it's all about like spending time together. And, did, you know, you took the initiative to plan something for me. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was a good meal. It was yeah. a really good, like, I look, yeah, it's I don't I don't even get steak when I go there. Uh, it's not my like I like their steak, but oh. they have a chi- they have a chicken dish that I just love. It's called Alice Springs chicken. It's oh, like yes. a oh, yes. grilled chicken with honey mustard on top with bacon and cheese. And it's totally not good for you at all. And it's delicious. It's so, the best. You, and we had a gr- it's not
2: good for you. Have you did you do
1: the Bloomin' Onion? Because we do that. Like oh, yeah. We
2: go back. Oh,
1: <laughs> y'all, y'all, can I tell you something? I hate onions. I hate onions. Like, I don't even. The only time I like an onion is if it's dipped in batter and fried, like the crispy onion <laughs> uh, straw impressive. style, not the big thick kind. Yes. I don't want to have to uh-huh. chew it. Uh, you know, I just want to be able to, like, it's just there. It's like a little sliver right? And so there, the lady comes by and she's like, you know, our waitress, and she's like, all right, what do you want to drink? So we both get water because we're on this thing this year where we're like, when we go out to eat, we drink water because Cokes are now like $3 or or $4 at restaurants. It's it's insane. Uh, And when you got kids, it adds up very quickly. So we're like, we'll have water. And they're like, would you have any appetizers? She goes to say no. And I'm like, yeah, we'll have a bloomin' onion. And she looked over at me and she was like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right, y'all if this proves anything it just proves that the estes family is easy to please We're yes. we're just content with the outback steakhouse with all of our other uh silly goose middle class families uh yes. hanging out that's good yeah. but it's a bit it's a good week uh but like this month is hell month because there's just so much going on and but it's almost over. Like i managed to dig myself out this week and like actually find time to play video games. And it's awesome. And now I've realized I've really talked way too long about myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to hear that. Hey, you uh, know, so, it was good timing. Cause of the, you know, Valentine's day and stuff like that. And yeah, good, good stories. Notice Tim. He didn't say he did anything. So he hates his wife. Uh, <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> no. I'm just uh, kidding.
1: Tim. You know i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh it it has to be better than the, like all of the years that i've tried to do something grandiose and she's mm. just looked at it and been like yeah okay because that's who yeah. she is she's right. she's totally not impressed by that uh but anyway here's what we can be impressed about the lack of news we've got this week so uh how about <laughs> we just dive in for a couple of snippets here <laughs> And of course, our show each and every week is brought to us by Manscaped, and we'll talk about that later. But it's also brought to us by you guys over at Patreon.com backslash NintendoDance, where you can go and join up with our community of fine uh, folks—one of the best communities on the internet—and uh, you can do that for as little as a dollar a month. You, in fact, if you a uh, dollar a month, so twelve dollars a year, or if you want to go all in and you want to, uh, you know, do like a yearly subscription, you get a month off and be uh $11 and that's not distracting at all. Uh, thank you, Justin. Justin's here, by the way, uh, he came in to distract us all way to, you know, show up late. Listen, we've been doing the show for
5: 400 episodes and you decide recently to change the time that is not on me. All right. <laughs> that is on somebody else. So jog on. Keep it's
0: says the man who agreed to the time change I am Canadian.
5: <laughs> I am all about compromise and politeness, but really deep oh. down. I hate
3: you.
1: Is the normal oh, okay. time
3: 10 is the normal time. Well, 10 uh, used uh, to be, it used be 10, 10, 10 central.
1: Yes. 10 Eastern. But we moved up an hour because some of us are getting old and um, yeah. I would like I to, understand. you know, go to bed. Uh, but anyway, uh justin i was just telling them about all our fine folks over at patreon.com backslash nintendo dads where you can jump in one dollar five dollar ten dollar or thirty dollar tier thirty dollar tier gets you on the show as a patreon producer uh ten dollars a month gets pre and post show audio and art card uh five dollars gets access to all of our sub channels on the discord uh, one dollar just gets you in the door and gets you talking uh you know and I, so, I see uh, a
5: lot of things about marty i'm gonna tell you right now though he ain't lying You know, he is not a liar. Those are all true statements that he has just made. Yes. Everything else I said, you know, is accurate also. But those are true statements that Marty has made.
1: Some of of the things that we say about that you say about me, we have to censor out at the end of the show. So um, to keep our family friendly rating. Justin, we were just about to dive into our headlines here. So uh, a ton of news is not here this week, uh, unlike last week. Uh, But uh, we do have a couple of things we want to highlight here. uh, Just two. Two random news articles. Um, let's, let's talk about the fun one first. Okay, let's talk about the fun one. Uh, Sunday uh, afternoon prior to the Super Bowl, Nintendo and DreamWorks dropped uh, a, what I think is a pretty brilliant ad campaign for the Super Mario movie uh, with a uh, number, uh, well, a commercial. That harken back to the glory days of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, that uh, now, as an adult, I can't stand to watch. It's, oh, uh, it's. Uh, just, I'm yeah, sorry. It's,
4: uh, it's. And, and so here's fun. why. Here's it's why. So stupid.
1: <laughs> it is fun. It is fun until your son has two DVDs of it and he watches it for eight hours a day. Uh, yeah. Because Yikes. he's obsessed with Mario.
5: That sounds like a parenting so, problem.
1: It well. We eventually found cars. Uh, it sounds but then like an ADHD changed. problem. <laughs> then that changed to uh, the Donkey Kong Country CGI show, oh. which if you want to talk about oh, a dumpster fire. Yeah, that's uh, went- that is uh, that's going
2: down the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's just progressive. But anyway, so uh, Nintendo, or I'm sorry, the commercial comes out, uh, the cute jingle, some testimonials. There's a phone number and a website at the end where you could call and text uh, so not only are we getting this commercial that's in, that's a great callback, you know, uh, great marketing here, but there's an entire social media kind of campaign or game that's going along with it. I don't know if you guys did sign up for the text through this, but this week yes. they texted me a brand new poster. Uh, uh, like, you know, they sent out the email blast. So it's not like, hey, we're running a sale on the on the plumbing. And here's and this is what we found, you know, when we were cleaning out the pipe and it's it was the toad poster for yeah. um, for That's the movie. Cool. So I got that, but I just thought it was really cool. And Jesse, you actually pulled some audio from it, correct? I did. I I let's, I, hear, I, let's hear that. I
2: called, I called the number and recorded the audio.
4: Thank you for calling Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. It's a Mini Luigi. And if you need service, please uh, text us at the same number. You just call 929-55-MARIO. That's 929-556-2746. Message us about any issues wherever you live. House, condo, mansion. And we'll be sure to text you back right away because the Super Mario Brothers Plumbing, we don't say let's so wait. We say let's go oh and uh check our website smbplumbing.com we're still working on it so more updates to come
2: bye-bye i found that let's await let's a go line brilliant that well
1: called... and
3: uh oh sorry Go Mark. no
1: go ahead philip i'm sorry uh, so
3: i saw the commercial and i saw the number and then i saw you could call the number and i was like well, i'm not doing that i don't care and then i decided to call the number and like, I for whatever like it floored me. I don't know why, but like something happened where I'm just listening to this, and I guess it became like real. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. There was just something about it. It's so simple, but it's like oh, I got Luigi talking to me on the phone. I got Charlie Day acting like Luigi. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know. There was just something about it where I, like it just completely got me. I and I just like I hope this movie's great um, because mm-hmm. so far all the advertising for it is is great. Um, the trailers have been great. I, you know, and I just hope when it's finally time to watch this thing that uh, not only is it good, but I hope people see it and I, who knows what it leads to, right? Like it's pretty important.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I think we've, we've talked about this on other shows. I think this is going to make a billion billion dollars. I hope. Like it's, yep. it's going to, uh, it's going to be the like kids movie of the year. I think. Yeah I've already
2: predicted that it will outgrow Slain King.
3: It, wow, become, the live-action Lion King or the old yeah, Lion King, Which one's li- did better? I don't li-
2: know. Li- live action did better, unfortunately. Yeah, that was terrible. It, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's currently the the record holder for the highest-grossing animated movie.
1: See, my bar I, is Sonic I, I the Hedgehog. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, right? no, that's no. I, I, I look, you got to talk over me. That's just no, the way we. That's so, the way true. we do things. There's that five of us here. You're that just gonna have to true.
4: talk. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry. <laughs> What, what were you saying, though, about Sonic? Because, I, I mean, that, you were saying the bar is Sonic. Yeah, my my bar was Sonic, because those movies have done really well.
3: So if it does better than those, that's, I mean, to me, that would be, like, a, a good sign. I don't know what they're thinking, but if it does, like, worse than Sonic, then I feel like that would be kind of a, oh, no, type moment. But I don't know what, how they're, I'm sure they're looking at it completely different than me. But.
5: I I but, think I loved this uh, advertisement campaign Right the website The reviews uh, The thing that really struck And I listened to some other podcasts this week but really Thinking about it was Like if this is the love and care And kind of easter egg nostalgias That they're literally putting into a 30 second Clip right whether It's the, mm-hmm. the original Super Mario Brothers theme PS I guess the woman who play, who is in the commercial yeah. Is the voice of Princess Peach from the cartoon
1: there's My, debate about that. There's debate?
5: Oh, okay, fair. there, there debate is. is. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. But I'll just like, if you're just even take that aside, just all those little like love and care, right? The SMB, like all of that. Like, even if it's, even if like, I don't know, it just gets me more excited. It does its job well, um, because I feel like as Super Mario fans, there's going to be so many layers and Easter eggs. And like, like I've said, I've made the joke before of, you know, the moment the movie dropped, you will have the "Here's the 96 things you missed in the Super Mario movie," right? Mm-hmm. Here's the, you know, and uh, I, I think it's just it's fantastic. I'm loving it. Do you also, guys I play think, around on those... the VG statement here or the the clip you played? Sounds like Charlie Day's audition tape, right? <laughs> like he hadn't quite found his voice, and he's like, yeah, "It's the he's me, I'm maybe." <laughs> <yeah."> <laughs> I was like, oh, that feels a little bit like an audition more I, than an actual.
1: It could go. be. I mean, and if it is, that's a great way to use an audition tape, right? Yeah. Uh, if I don't know if you guys have gone to the website and played around with it, but there's little Easter eggs all over it. Um, like there's a there's the Mario Brothers band and right next to it is a manhole. And if you click that, you get uh, a Bowser like uh, background poster. Uh, the certified super thing. You can click that and get the. It makes the mushroom sounds. Um, one that's really weird though, and I don't know if you've seen this or played with it is there's a, there's a button, a red button that's spinning around that says 24 hour or 24 seven emergency services. And when you click that, um, it plays a very strange sound. Like it's, um, I, it's like distorted. It's very, you know what it is?
5: It's the flagpole in reverse. I think it just gets higher and higher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the, what? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of like, I was like, is that, is that a ghost uh, in the machine? Is that, you know, uh, but one thing I want to notice, I wanted to point out at the bottom of the page, uh, we had gotten a casting, you know, uh, name of Spike in the, in the cast, right? And uh, you could see down here in the testimonials, Spike is cool is one of the guys who has left testimonial of one star out of five. And his appearance is the character from wrecking crew. Pretty cool. So it's just like, I love how they're doing that. You know, I was thinking as uh, I was listening to, you know, the first time I was like, I'm going to call it. Sure. Do you, have you guys ever, and you've probably heard of a band called, they might be giants. Hmm. You, have yes. you ever heard of them? Back when they were, you know, and I I think they still did it for a while after they kind of got blew up and got famous. They used to do a thing called dial a song where you would call this number and it would uh, you could listen to like maybe a song they were working on or um, like some like a song they weren't going to release, but they would play it over the phone (laughs) for for a fee. And they like that's how they made extra money. Like back before the internet, back before Napster and or which Napster wouldn't have made them any money, I guess. But you, you know, back before social media and online promotion, they were promoting themselves through a phone number. And it blew up. It it was huge. And I just it kind of gave me those same vibes. Um for me, watching this trade, watching this 30 second commercial, I think we're in good hands. Like it, yeah. it was very comforting to me.
5: I agree. The The thing that I was actually kind of shocked about as I was on that website is I was sort of shocked there wasn't a like sign in uh, on my Nintendo, some kind of like association connection. And then it's like, oh, and you collect five coins or something like that, or you mm. can now redeem for a Super Mario Brothers plumbing lanyard or something like it just felt like there was an opportunity to kind of connect a little bit more on some of those like, uh, promotional opportunities. So, but other than that, I think it's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's lots of little things to click around here on the site. So, go check that out. It's smbplumbing.com. I actually feel like we'll probably see some more stuff like this uh, maybe before the movie drops. I, I it's It's just leaning. You know, like they could have just made a site where they just – threw it up there, right? Like, oh, here's some stills from the movie. Here's this. Here's that, right? Uh, right. And instead, what we ended up getting was this really cool uh, leaning into their background, right? And I, it makes me confident. I think we're going to see some of that background and some of that stuff as we you know, in the as the movie opens. There's, It's not just going to be like him popping out of a pipe in the Mushroom Kingdom and being like, oh, hey, I'm a Mario. Look at me. Right. So not not Mario 64. Uh, (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, I guess they could do that. I mean, there's precedent for it. Right. So I don't know. I I just, it, it makes me want April to get here very, very soon. And it will be very soon. I mean, we're, we're about almost a month and a half out at this point. So and and like i'm kind of at the point where i want to go dark and not spoil anything for myself hopefully
3: yeah so. i was going to say that's the only thing i feel like they've shown a little mm-hmm. too much like i wish i didn't know there was mario kart stuff like i there's things i wish i didn't see so yeah i don't want to see any more trailers or anything like i've seen plenty
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think that the the mario fans the nintendo fans everybody else like at this point we're convinced like all they need to do for the next little bit is show funny little clips and get everybody else on board, and and that's probably what it'll be. It'll probably be like little thirty second TV spots, if that, uh, moving forward. And because I, I I do not think that in March you're it's just going to be like oh it'll be word of mouth. I think like three to four three to two two to three weeks leading up to the to the movie, it's going to be like all out blitz. It's you know. Well, let's talk about this other little bit of news uh, that uh, was reported this week uh, over, uh, I'm pulling this article from mynintendonews.com. And this is from a conversation that Shantaro Furukawa had with investors that uh, the quote comes from this. It will not be easy to maintain hardware sales at the same pace that we have in the past as Switch enters the seventh year. And Justin, I regret, I regret that you were not here last week to talk about uh, all of the delicious business uh, news as well as uh, the the direct. And so I'm going to throw this directly to you. Um, what do you think about this? I mean, you know, we've seen um, the forecast go down. You know, it's like it was 21, then it's 19. Now it's 18 or, or whatever, maybe 17. I think uh, those are
2: exactly the numbers.
1: So <laughs> – What, what do you, what do you think? I mean, are, are we seeing is like, I guess what I'm, what I'm wanting to get from you is this is, or the leading question I was asked is, is this the inevitable? Oh, it's been seven years. It's time to do this. Or is it something else?
5: Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're, you know, I think the, this, I mean, this is a statement of we have been at pace. We have been doing amazing um but this is not a sustainableness right like we have to come to a reality that things are beginning to go on the downward turn the other reason that things are starting to go on a downward turn if we remember playstation 5s are now becoming much more accessible right where previously in other seasons when those were not accessible maybe those are the holiday gifts maybe those are the birthday gifts right so that may have helped some of those sales move forward We also have to realize, and I think this is sort of the reality that Nintendo is finding himself into, and a little bit of the conversation that was happening the last two weeks is the conversation around Nintendo has no more big games past Breath of the Wild. And I think when we looked at the Direct that just recently occurred, they're right, right? Breath of the Wild, as we know it right now, is the flagpole, right? That is it. They do not show anything after that that would make significant reasons for someone to potentially go out and buy a new Switch or buy a platform to be able to move forward forward with it, you also have to recognize that they have kind of reached max saturation in regards to how they how they see the Nintendo Switch. A few investor calls ago, it was our initial approach was one per household. Right now, it's one per person in the household. That transition to that, and then they have cases of it is several per person in a household right because you have these collector's editions so they've kind of probably reached a little bit of max saturation now i do agree with breath of the wild coming out we're going to see that spike we're going to see that come up right everybody's like now is the time to get into it but we're going to he- see that spike and then afterwards probably it's going to start going down a little bit we don't have a compel- nintendo has not told us a compelling reason to believe that they have anything like truly triple a flagpole like Console selling games after Breath of the Wild. Now they may, but they haven't communicated that. The other problem is they are not owning the messaging around it's the end of a cycle. A lot of rumors, you know, Bloomberg's reporting, IGN's reporting, all of these like pieces of media. So if you were like, oh, I'm gonna buy this the switch, I'm excited, you know, and then someone's like, Oh, actually, I just read an article that maybe this is the last year of the Switch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna save my money for Switch. 2.0, whatever it is, or the successor. So it's so that so media communication kind of rumor milling is also causing them to have to readjust those numbers because people are not putting their dollars down. The other part of it also is you got to remember, we're still in a little bit of a recession. Money is still tight. So finances and where we're spending them has to be more strategic or strategic. So these luxury ideas or gifts may not be occurring in the same way as well.
1: I think it's really smart of you to 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 pinpoint the challenge of what of what's next and how they you know the saturation point. I think is a term that you use there uh, because if you go on and read the actual like block text of his quote uh, that this this part about not easy to maintain the same pace is couched in. He concludes with this, and this is this is the final statement. He says, for this reason. Our new challenge for the seventh year is finding ways to encourage users who are considering new purchases, replacement purchases, and additional purchases to pick up a Nintendo Switch. Where the, where the issue with that comes in is, if Tears of the Kingdom is that big tentpole game for, hey, this is it, guys. This is the final hoorah for the Switch from Nintendo. Then... They're not gonna meet that goal for the seventh year. They're that they're not gonna reach that challenge because what I hear them saying is is we're gonna have to recalibrate and figure out something to do with the back half of 2023.
5: Yeah. And I am I, I, I wrong? I yeah, I don't I don't think you're wrong. And again, I mean, you know, we saw the direct, we saw, we saw some peaks, right? I think the furthest we've seen out now is end of July with Pikmin 4, right? I'm sorry Pikmin fans, the the there are some you out there. You, if you haven't bought a Switch by now, you're probably not like I was holding out for Pikmin 4. Do you know what I mean? Like that's probably Hold th- out for that special that, edition. That that yeah, that's yeah, that 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 Venn diagram of overlap is real low, all right? Now, that being said, I think that 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 rumored idea of is there a tie-in game? Is there a Mario is the is the Mario Odyssey 2 Galaxy 3? Super Mario movie video game is that sitting in that October p- pocket or November pocket. If that is, that's another boost, right? And that could really bring them through, but what they're showing in Nintendo only shows six months of their cards, right? Does not give a compelling reason to believe that there is something beyond that horizon. And, and so that is a little bit of calibration where the, re- where they're recalibrating right now is let me get you, let me tell you more value for why you need to have Nintendo switch online right? Let me tell you more about some more of our legacy titles. Let me tell you why Splatoon has DLC. Like it's, it's the microtransaction component of it. So I may not be selling the base hardware, but I need to really entice you with a catalog that we have of software plus the microtransactions of DLC subscription models. That's going to continue. They're, they're kind of like, as, as software goes down, hardware or sorry, I apologize. As the hardware goes down, software sales need to go up in these areas and kind of level set that. So I I, I think that's really the the, the where the, where they're sitting at as well.
1: Yeah, Philip, I just I want to ask you just uh, maybe this is a real personal question, but here it is: uh, How many switches does the summer uh, do, do the summer's household own? We we share one and it's brutal. Okay. <laughs> Can I sure.
3: uh, add a, a few thoughts? Of course, it, sure, sister. absolutely. The one thing they haven't done with the switch yet, which kind of blows my mind, is especially seven years in. Mm-hmm. Right, we haven't hit that. Um, we yeah. haven't hit that budget phase that they always go through, right? So we haven't had that. Um, that somehow there's never been a price cut. In fact, there's been a price a price increase, which is kind mm-hmm. of crazy, right? Yeah. And then they've never done that slate of titles where they re-release everything repackage it they have the cheap you know it's a lower price or whatever like um so it's just crazy to me that they haven't done that yet yeah and like that to me would be that for me like i would think that should be like a year-end strategy right you just want to capture those christmas dollars so you're just going to put out all your top games for 30 bucks you get that even if it's switch lights even if you're just trying to get rid of those things right just knock the price down on those I feel like that that's your strategy to kind of just get through this year, yeah. um, and then introduce that new hardware, whatever it is.
5: Um, yeah, I, I think I that's a great point, right? I think I think it's so interesting because I think Nintendo is feeling like a little bit of like that we're in the dominant position, mm-hmm. right? And they're also a company that is so apprehensive for IP um, deterioration right? Like they aren't, they never price cut. Like I was talking to somebody yeah. recently they're like, Oh, I can get like super Mario. They're, they were saying, Oh, I'm picking up a switch. I can get Mario for like 30 bucks. I was like, what Mario are you getting for 30 bucks? <laughs> yep. I was like, you're not 30, to 30% off. Maybe that might be good. And that's not even like Odyssey. That is mm-hmm. super Mario, you know, we deluxe things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wonder if, you know, I, I wonder if their strategy or what they're doing more and more is like, listen, we know we are, we really even more now are doubling down with the value of our IP, right? Here's our movie. Here's our theme park. We are not, we are not a budget mm-hmm. IP. We are not a budget brand. So by the way, you want to play with us, you gotta, you gotta pay the dollars. Yep. And the, right?
3: Z- the Zelda price goes into that thought too, right? It's a premium
5: product. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really interesting, interesting thing to see. And I know Marty, you, you had quite the soapbox about this last week, right? But like, but maybe that's where Nintendo is now saying we have this. We believe Breath of a oh, Tears, the guy keeps saying Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom, is a premium, sh- premium, premium product, right? Does that mean that Metroid Prime Four is a premium product? No, maybe it's just a regular product, mm-hmm. right? And because I mean, even when you looked at them releasing Metroid Prime, that was well fifty dollars in Canada. I think it was forty in the US, right? Like so they could have gone 60 they didn't yeah. right so they're starting to play with a little bit of this like trying to find a number that i think works for them but i sort of love this idea that there may be tiers now i'd like to pay less for everything as we all do
4: mm-hmm.
5: right but we understand costs of everything go up right so it's got to be paid somewhere but i don't know it's it's interesting
2: yeah uh, um, the announcements i'm looking forward to from next are you know in in like June summer direct knowing what are they planning on doing in November and you know, the fiscal fiscal year and numbers and next fiscal year projections, that'll be out like the first week in May.
5: Yeah. That'll be interesting to see Nintendo recalibrating right. In regards to
1: that. Those will be, those will be a, a very telling about, you know, what we should expect to see next. Yeah. Um, you know, as we think about this issue, I it, like my mind like keeps getting drawn back to you. Keep you know, you brought up Zelda as a premium product, right? Do you think that we're going to see this, Justin? You weren't on last week for us to talk about this. Do you think that we are going to see that OLED, the 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 Zelda Tears of the Kingdom OLED? Yeah, I I I, think- I mean, it like the leaks for it looked pretty yeah. legitimate.
5: I, I think yeah. that they, they, I mean, they have, you know, their model before is we want multiple switches for the same user. Right. Um, and we also recognize that when we have put out special editions, they do well, right. We know there's a sale mm-hmm. of them. We know people get them. There, there's a certain collection of people, people who want them. This is the same idea, the same reason why, you know, the 3ds had a Metroid one in purple and all these things, right. Cause it's a collector's market. Um, when they put the switch out with breath of the wild, you got to remember they really didn't know what would happen to the switch. Right. They just came off of getting the kicked out of them for the Wii U. Mm -hmm. They weren't making sales and they're like, we're putting out this new idea. We really don't know how it's going to go. So why am I going to risk making additional skews? I'm going to make one skew and these joy cons are different colors, right? We'll see what happens. You then have a juggernaut where you're at the end of the life cycle. And by the way, you want a little bit of an extra bump in, in hardware sales take your one of your hottest IPs, make a special special edition OLED. Guess what? Yeah, it's going to sell. Like uh, like how like I I I I highly I'd be shocked if they don't have it, right? I w- I'd also be shocked if they don't have a special Joy-Con or sorry, I apologize, special um Pro Controller that they're yeah. putting out with it. They are going to they are going to sticker label uh Tears of the Kingdom on whatever they can to make more, right? they may have special joy cons. They're going to have, they're going to have an OLED. They're going to have a switch uh, pro controller. They're going to have the Amiibos, right? Like every, so that when you walk in to buy tears, of the kingdom, you are buying all of these things. Cause that bumps up those sales, right? That also gets rid of old stock. They have sitting back there, right? How many of those old black pro controllers they have sitting from when they originally ran the thing, they're like, go put a paint job on them. Yeah. Right. There we go. Now you're buying them, right? Like, folks it's a it's a fire sale for, right? for like, some people that's like a $600 stop.
3: day that that yep. day will be because they're going to buy oh, a switch yeah. they're going to buy the collector's edition, they're going to yep. buy the like you said the amiibo whatever kind of if there's yeah. like some kind of guy I, I, tie I, in or something I don't
2: know and I don't know which site broke it first but there were there is evidence that the uh, Zelda OLED may be legit you know cuz when we first saw it a few months ago there was like oh that could be a mock up we don't know but you know, one of the uh, the new glyphs that we've never seen before. Yeah. The same glyph appears in the Zelda Collector's Edition art. Nice. Okay.
5: I I think we're going to get a dedicated Tears of the Kingdom Nintendo Direct. Like, it'll be like, a, we have a 15-minute tight direct, right? We're going to tell you a little bit more about the game, show you a little bit more, another t- a trailer, maybe show a little bit of gameplay at the end of it. And also releasing that day are all of these things that yeah. yeah. right and to so preorder I, yeah uh yeah I think to pre-order as well so I I think it'll I think that's the that's the approach they're, they're gonna take for it. also funny for those of you that watch the show live I recognize that I swear I swore and then you could see Jesse like turn away and grab a pen and paper and start writing down the timestamp. <laughs>
2: bless you jesse i apologize
1: uh, he catches him he's he's good then of course my,
2: my this pen decided to not want to write so i had to find uh, a different pen yeah but you're <laughs> right phil
5: like philip it's it's like a 600 day for some right yeah. it was funny tim you would ask me to go see if i can get you the deluxe edition up here because i went into GameStop the day after the direct and i ordered just a regular edition i don't want the deluxe one i'm like i'm not doing this Blah 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 and he was like do you want the deluxe one or the regular one i was like i'll just get the regular one it's fine Tim, you and I talked that night. The next day, you're like, i you're, you said you can't find one. I was like, Tim, I'll call and I'll pre order for you. Right. Cause I'd literally been in, you know, the day before in the evening. I called them that morning. They're like, nope, we're done.
4: I was like, wow. Are kidding
5: me? He's like, I was like, he's like, I was in yesterday talking to Frank. He's like, I'm Frank. I know. He's like, we're <laughs> done with him. I was like, holy snap. He's like, you should have got it then. I was like, apparently.
1: Wow. Yeah. At least at least you can walk into a store and pre-order one. You know, down here, it just like pops up randomly on GameStop and Walmart and Best Buy. And we uh, fight for them for the few seconds, the few fleeting seconds we have. This is where I come in in and start complaining. So
0: I've already I tweeted this and tried to say something on my little soapbox and I I'm fed up with this. I'm sure everybody's had had a point where they've been fed up with it at their own juncture. Uh, But this was my juncture because when you go and try to pre-order something that you are into and you want to use, I'm not trying to flip it. I want to use it. I want to have it because I really enjoy Zelda games and I can't get it, but I can go to eBay and find 377 people and I'm trying to hold back saying some words that Jesse would have to do this to, But when you go find those people on there, trying to sell it a hundred dollars over cost on there, that is very frustrating for someone like me to be, yep. have to, because yeah. I was already, I was frustrated when I couldn't get uh, the divine edition for a fire emblem. I was trying to get that and I couldn't get that. There so, needs to be something changed and it, nothing's happening.
3: Go ahead, Phil. Did that fire? So what I was going to say, and I wonder if it happened with Fire Emblem as well, because I was I was going kind of crazy lit for the Special Metroid uh, Dread one, because um, that was coming and going, right? And then it was ridiculous, like you're saying. But then I feel like after the game came out, it was just like available. So did that happen mm-hmm. with Fire Emblem, where it's like, oh, you know, a week nope. later, now, oh, okay, all right.
0: Nope, they haven't. I, yeah. I kept an eye on it and didn't see where I could get it off the Nintendo site, and I didn't see anywhere in stores
1: where I could get it either. The the Fire Emblem Engage Divine Edition. The the bad thing about this is it used to be mostly a Nintendo problem, right? Like you could you could like it was easier to pre-order things for other consoles. Maybe it would still sell out pretty quickly, but it wasn't like that, you know for for PlayStation or whatever, barring the five and Xbox Series X for a while. But it's even it's it's all the others. I mean, they uh did a pre-order for this Hogwarts Legacy PS5 controller. I don't know if you saw it. it's gorgeous. It's like black with gold, and Hogwarts is like on the touchpad and everything, and it sold out in one second pre-orders like the, the the controller doesn't even come out until the 28th of February. And it like literally even in direct, like the PlayStation direct store, it sold out that quick. I'm like, how, how many did you make? Like, did you make like yeah. four of these? What I don't understand is why companies can't just
0: do the pre-order open pre-order and say, you want one, come put in your pre-order, pay for it. Yeah. Like, did with the stream uh, steam deck and all those uh, other types of things, other products have done that. It. Yes. Where you come in, you, you're in waves and then you put in a pre-order you're guaranteed to get one, maybe not day one, but you'll get one. Cause you want one, you put in the money. Why can't all companies do that? Why do it this way? Especially when it says it's a collector's edition, um, not limited edition. So it's frustrating <laughs>
5: <laughs> the, the the capitalist part of me wants to say supply and demand economics right yes. like like i get it yeah um but to but me it's but it's frustrating if,
0: if i'm a company and i got people who want my product then here let me open up the pre-order so you can order more
5: yeah the, the the problem with the problem with the thing especially like like um bone it like the collector's edition stuff is there is also the the huge risk that you got to remember like once you have created that and built that skew or whatever it is like if that doesn't move that's really not moving right yeah. and your vested cost is different whereas opposed yes. to like a, a, a cart like if you put it in a case there is some risk but when you're talking about mass production of pins specialty books blah blah, blah there is a there is yeah. a sunk cost well and yeah Nintendo's like no, no, we, we, I, I don't know if we're gonna sell, so we'll just make
0: three of them. Right? Well, that's You're what like, I'm saying. Don't they don't need to mass produce it? Do an open pre-order, so you know how many to make.
3: But he, here's a, <laughs> here's another thought, though. Do you really want to be in like a bucket for some special edition game, and you get it like a year later, like a like a uh, analog pocket? Like we do
0: that modern. with limited edition. I know, we but you, I that. feel
3: like it's a different thing, right? Like,
0: well, and then there's also the uh, I forget what the company name is, but the one where you go buy the uh the newer Game Boy or
3: yeah, the, the yeah, the analog Pocket, yeah, that's analog what I Pocket. Do. So I bought that thing or
0: like the Steam year. Deck.
3: Yeah, so like I was in a bucket for that, and I didn't get it until a year later.
0: Yeah, if you're lucky, th- if you're really lucky and you got into it, wave one, and you got it right away, or you just waited until you fell in the other buckets, like like uh, Jesse mentioned, the play date. Yeah. So, like, I was in a later bucket, but I finally got it, and I have it, and I, I'm happy. I got what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. Tim I,
2: I and guess... I talked last week about Xenoblade 3, uh, Collector's Edition. They shipped the game out at launch and then shipped the other goodies out later.
0: Yeah, and that that model I kind of like, too. It's so like, okay. So that
2: would be something.
5: Yeah.
0: You still yeah, have the you know, were you,
3: yeah, Phil, what were you saying before? Um, I think I lost my train of thought. But, oh, I was going to say, um, you know, with that pocket, like, I, you know, I had to wait a year, and it's – for me, that's, like, a different type of thing. It, like, if I had to wait, like, a year to play this – The Zelda game, like say, you know, I'm not saying I don't want to buy the digital copy because I just spent $200 on this special. Like, I really want to wait a year to play that game because I'm waiting for my my goodies to come in. It's like a different kind of.
0: That's where I think the what Jesse was talking about would work the best, where you send me the physical copy of the game and then the collector's uh, content send me when you've manufactured it and sent consent to
3: But like a boutique company, like Playdate and the analog guys and even just limited run. You know, they're, that's their specialty. That's their thing. Nintendo's just retail. They're not going to, they're not going to ship you out your special goodies a year later. You know, it's just, it's a different ball game, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: And, and honestly, at the end of the day, they have your dollars no matter what, right. It does. And for them, it's like, if you don't if you don't get the $130 edition, well, we've got plenty of the $70 edition, right. You can pick that up. Yeah. Um, We've seen them do that with systems. We've seen them do it with Amiibo. We've seen them do it with pretty much everything that's come out since mid-Wii U time period, right? I mean, anything, mm-hmm. if you don't rush to GameStop and hope you you manage to hit the roll of the die where the pre-orders open, You're you're out of luck. Right. It's just not. And guys, I'm going to tell you, for people like me and I don't like I'm playing the smallest violin. People probably don't care. But for people like me who live in rural areas where like the only retail store we have in our town that sells video games is Walmart. You're never going to see any of this stuff. Never. Like. Like. Walmart gets maybe one special edition of each console and it's gone the soon, as soon as the doors open, uh, if it even makes it there, right. right. They don't do pre-orders. Yes. They don't, they don't even know whatever. Like. So Hambo
0: Hambone Johnny says, how far in advance was the pl- Splatoon edition announced? And I found it and I thought, I think it says two months in advance. So if there is a special edition announced for Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. It will probably be, well, it'll be about now. Oh no, no, when yep. it would be. So is May. Sorry, so that'd be March, mid March.
3: But here's probably. here's the other thought too. They this is what they want us to do. They want us to want this thing. You know, they, they there's like that that element of like I got to get this thing right now, right? Because yep. If I can just pre-order it, I know I get it like a year later, then you know, where's that desire we're like I have to have the thing? So I mean we're doing exactly what they want us to do, and yes, and they're gonna make tons the, of money. I <laughs>
0: guess the, the biggest thing is is when when the switch first came out and also the Breath of the Wild options you could get, I got the championship edition or champion edition, I was able to pre-order that. Um and, it was it felt like it was easier.
3: Well that's when no one cared.
0: Yeah, no one cared at that time. Exactly. <laughs> no on, one cared at the time. You.
3: Nobody gave a crap, right? <laughs> Except for
0: the people who do want that game, you know, yeah. so or yeah. want that collector's edition or whatever. So
4: absolutely. now
0: now people know they can make a buck off of it. So they go and use their bots or whatever to get their copies and then flip it. And
1: that's the frustrating yeah. part. Well this this topic definitely went to uh a different place <laughs> than Nintendo maintaining sales but it'll be interesting to see uh once tears of the kingdom hits may and then we get hopefully some kind of communication from them in june what's next or what they've got lined up for white guys let's be honest we're probably uh on the switch i'm not this is not nintendo is doomed or anything like that so don't hear that but the switch is on its deathbed let's just like now how long will it stay on the deathbed i i don't I, know because look at 3ds thing. yeah
5: i was gonna say deathbed is a per- like here's the deal when the new one comes out this this system is not dropping dead mm-hmm. this system has a tail on it right for a while you also have to remember that there is a whole consumer base that is not about buying the brand I, yeah. new spanky thing. I, I would, right mm-hmm. this is where phil's commentary before of like now it gets its price cut right now yeah. it's the now it's the select well, edition
1: I, and that's not what I was meaning. What I was meaning was basically like for the person like us, the Nintendo super fan, the podcast host, you know, whatever it is, it's going to be dead and we're going to move on to the next thing. And now we're go- I'm going to keep my switch because God knows what they're going to do with the online and uh, all the games I've got digitally or whatever. I'm not, I'm not letting go of it. Just like I didn't let go of my 3ds. But the thing is, is that if you want to call it, End of life, if you want to call it deathbed, or you want to call it whatever, um, you know, maybe that wasn't the greatest term uh, when I said that. But it, we, we have to admit, we're probably in the the twilight years of the switch. How about that? Sure. Um, yeah. And we're, so we're definitely we're gonna, making
5: sure that that everyone's got their stuff in order, right? And yeah, uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, we're, we're probably starting to narrow it down. What's next in the docket, Marty? Yeah.
1: Well, it's time for us to take a break for our sponsors over at manscaped
5: support intended ads is brought to you by manscaped breaking news ladies and gentlemen manscaped is now selling beard products that's right they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the beard the brand new beard hedger pro kit from a beard trim to a fresh shave the technology behind the beard hedge pro kit allows you to shape your signature beard look just like me Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. That code again, NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support throughout the show, folks. Obviously, I don't have a beard, but let me tell you, even just using the Beard Hedge Pro just to tri- just to do my like, st- you know, shaving down the stubble every single uh, couple of days, it is the best trim I have ever had in regards to my actual beard. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy it, and wish I was manly enough to grow an actual sexy, sexy beard like everybody else on this. But I, man, I love the product. Just like all the fantastic products that Manscaped has, this is quality at its best, and you will absolutely 100% love it. One of the best parts about the shaver, also waterproof. So you can use it in the shower if you need to, much like the Lawnmower 4.0 and several of their other products. Big thanks to Manscaped again for their continued support. Code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Back to you.
1: Guys, what we're going to do here right now for the rest of the show, or for a good part of the show, is turn on the uh, guest spotlight and shine it right over on our guest, Philip Summers. If you don't know who Philip is, uh, he has been around the community for a while. Uh, and I first encountered Philip uh, as he was producing these absolutely gorgeous, Hand-drawn guides for Zelda, for Metroid, uh, Contra, uh, just absolutely, of uh, blew me away. Like I, I was always one like in the, in in my youth, like playing. I remember getting the there was a guidebook that Nintendo sold back in the NES days. How to beat Super Mario Brothers and mm-hmm. Zelda tips and tricks. And it reminded me a lot of those books, right? Like it just was packed with art and little tidbits and everything. Um, since that time, of course, um, there's, there's been some, some challenges to, the, to that. And, and you can get into that as much as you want to. Uh, but Philip has shifted uh, now to uh, magazine style uh, art and things like that, which is really cool as well. Jesse had uh, an example uh, earlier. And I think you're on your third issue of that. Is that correct? Yep, the third one. Uh, And so let's, uh, Tim, why don't you uh, dive in here and um, what we'll do first is, is, Philip. why don't you just tell us, tell our folks who you are, kind of the journey that led you to the maybe the hand-drawn guides and then now to what you're doing. And then uh, we've got some questions for you and we've got some questions for our community as well cool yeah well first
3: thank you for all the kind words so um it's awesome that you guys were like so into some of this stuff uh that i produced um it's the zelda thing's crazy like i still have people asking me for physical books of that i would say multiple times a week i'll get an email people are just always looking for and then um it kind of bubbled up again this week and i made this post and i just i had a um I'm doing like a giveaway with one of the, my proof copy of it. It's not even like, doesn't even have the cover or anything. And it's just kind of beat up. Yeah. And I was like,
2: I, I literally got a notification of that tweet like 15 minutes ago. My phone. Oh,
3: really? Yeah. And then <laughs> I made that, it's like blowing up and it's just, it's kind of crazy. Just the momentum that that book has. Um, it's wild. I wish I could still produce it, but is what it is. But anyway, yeah. So, um, a quick summary, I don't want to bore you guys with like a long summary here. I'll just try and be fast, but yeah, I, I kind of stumbled into this game guides thing. It, for me, it just started as like a project where, uh, well, I, I, work on my computer all day and I wanted to do something where I could just kind of like disconnect and just draw, um, And I was thinking about like all video game maps. And then I just had this idea, like maybe I'll make like a little art book. I didn't even consider it really much of a strategy guide. It was more of just like a visual representation of the game. So I picked Contra because it's nice and short uh, and I love that game. Um, And it was kind of low on tips when I did it. I did a couple of, I threw a couple of tips in there or whatever, but that was not the focus. And then like people kind of got into that. So I did it again with Ninja Gaiden and that game actually is kind of hard. Well, they're both hard, but like that one's really hard. Um, I tried to come up with tips for that, but like, there's only so much you can, uh, that game is just, you kind of have to memorize that game. There's not really much you can tell people, I feel, unless they're like watching a video and they know exactly how to play it. Um, But Zelda, I think is where it really kind of became a real strategy guide. Um, So that came out, I made this narrative storybook style guide. Um, It did great. Uh, I did Metroid next. Well, the thing with the Zelda guide that um, I didn't expect was how many people used it to actually play the game and like for the, for their first time Um, I had people like streaming it on Twitch and they were, they had their guide on one, you know, on part of the screen and that's how they were playing the game. And that I thought was like one of the coolest features of it. Like I didn't expect that. So when I thought about the next book, which I did Metroid, I had that same thought where I was like, I want people to actually play the game um so that was why i I chose metroid because i feel like the first one is not really looked upon i don't want to say too it's a classic right but like people acknowledge that it's a classic but they're like it's not that good i think it's great so my it's
0: it's a classic and it's a tough one just like those other games too because of uh we're not used to having those um those um Things we have now in Metroid games. In mm-hmm. in when you go back to that one, like a if you started off yeah. playing it, you started off playing it, then you're fine. Yes, but now you, yeah, map, yeah, number no, one. I, yeah. yeah,
3: like I could imagine being eight years old right now, and someone hands me Metroid. I'm not playing that game, right? But I have a different look at it. So yeah, that was my thought with Metroid. Was just like it'd be cool if I get more people to play Metroid. They'll have this guide. um Since that one was never produced as an actual book. That didn't quite happen like it did with Zelda, um, but whatever. So at that point I did this Kickstarter campaign to actually produce all these books. The story's is taking longer than I thought uh, that got shut down. I shut down for a little while. Uh, I did some side things. Um, I worked with a uh, premium edition for a cathedral, like mini guide that comes in the actual game. Um, kind of like the old um, dragon warrior, book that would have been in uh the dragon yes. warrior uh box uh and then i did like a fold-out poster nintendo power style for witch and whiz um it's a, a home group, homebrew nest game and uh limited run published that and um so that's like a poster where it's like this it has like a couple of tips on you know different it's a puzzle game to so all the different rooms it's actually a really cool game uh cool. so i did those and then um i took time off And I've always had this idea, even when I was doing the guides of doing like a periodical type thing, that's real short. Even like, I just wanted it to be like four pages. Like you just open it up like a pamphlet. Um, And then I decided, well, maybe I can kind of pursue that and make it a little more substantial. Um, And I could do like a bi-monthly thing and let's see how that goes. So I started a Patreon and that's, that's where we are now. So now I make a eight page newsletter called hand-drawn gaming. Um, and it's in the spirit of those guides I just uh, discussed, but it's a little more, feels more like a Nintendo power. Uh, like, so, you know, I read Nintendo, this is gonna sound so yeah. stupid. I read or Nintendo power, like, like the
2: old
0: Nintendo fun club. Yeah. Yeah. The very first ones. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So right. The actual thing. Yeah. The actual, like even the size of it, the page count and all that, that's definitely has that fun club feel like intentionally. Um, I read, I know it's going to sound so stupid, but I read Nintendo power like every morning I've been buying them. And what I, it's like, I said to my wife, I was like, it's like the simplest thing I can read to like get my brain going. Like I can, I don't even know what I read. Sometimes (laughs) I, sometimes I close it. I'll drink my coffee. Sometimes I close it. I'm like, I don't even know what I just, like, I read about some football game. I don't even care about, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like reading them. And what I've come to find is that actually like most, especially NES era, especially they're all almost like six, eight page features and they cover almost the entire game. Uh, they usually just leave out like the final stage or they don't show you the final boss. But they generally cover like the whole game, so that was where, as I was reading those, I I thought I can pretty much fit like entire games into these eight-page things. So that that's kind of like the other thing where it's like it's almost like you're getting like a feature from Nintendo Power um, every other month.
5: These yeah. are absolutely brilliant. Oh, thanks. Uh, if, and I apologize, Philip. I had I had you know it's funny I had seen your tweet this morning uh, about uh, about that the the original book. Um, And I just retweeted as well, and I was like, "I should take a look at this." Um, And I hadn't really deep-dived the website before and really looked at these, but these are like absolutely beautiful. Oh, Uh, thanks! Gone through the Metroid and the Zelda one. These, I mean, these are. I can. Here's what I would say. I can see why folks want these, and I can also see why Nintendo probably (laughs) stopped. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Because that knowing Nintendo right <laughs> um but I do love you're like this book is not affiliated with Nintendo right like you yeah. legally say that um but yeah these are just amazing thank you so did any of these actually get produced Zelda's like, yeah the Zelda ones actually got got produced now the door hey because mm-hmm. are amazing
3: yeah I made about I'd say close to 2,000 of them before before the big Nintendo Ninjas showed up. Yeah, yeah. So when I when it came out, I did 100 of them. And I didn't expect to move them at all because I did a really low run of Ninja Gaiden. Cuz this whole thing like funded itself, which is pretty cool. Um they were all in just PDFs at first. Contra and Ninja Gaiden were just PDFs and they were pay what you want. So I used the funds that I got from pay what you want to do with this really small run of just Ninja Gaiden. I think I did I think I did 75 of them, maybe not even. And a whole bunch of them sold real quick. And then it just stopped. And then I was stuck with like 30 of them. And then I did eventually move them, but it was like a lot of, Hey, this thing's available. Come get it. You know, like, and, and then, um, eventually I got rid of them. So when I did Zelda, I mean, I know more people were into it, but I still was kind of like, and I think I overkilled it. So what I did was I made, um, I actually ran off, I think 120 of them and I had hundred for sale. And I actually, I had, um, Zeon from Nintendo life. He reached out to me and he was like, Hey, I'm watching this thing. I'd love to like cover this book. And this was like a really huge part of it. And I said, look, I can get you a copy early. Um, and you can make this video. And then that was huge. Um, mm-hmm. so I sent it to him and I had a couple other people reach out to me too. A couple of people from IGN and, I just bombed these people like two weeks, three weeks before the book came out, and I just wanted to jet. I I just wanted to move a hundred books, and yeah. that was that was all I wanted to do. And I think it was just, I think bombing all those people with those promo ones, just like it just overdid it, right? And and then uh, I sold them all in less than a minute uh, wow. on on the site. They just disappeared, and I was like, holy crap! And then that whole day, it was just people. I had people angry. They're like, why would you send out all these preview copies if you only had a hundred of these? And I was like, well, I didn't expect, like, I just thought you guys were going to download a PDF. I didn't think like everybody would want this actual book. Yeah. So then I did pre orders for like 200 the next day they were gone in an instant because I'm just using the money to fund it. Right. It's like, well, now I have money to print 200. So then once I had that, I was like, well, now I got money to print 500 and then they sold in like 45 minutes. Um, and then, uh, i Then I sat it out and I did like a big Christmas rush. Zelda came out in June. So those prints happened throughout the summer. And then I did like a big thing for Thanksgiving where I did 1200 Zeldas, I think, and 200 Ninja Gaiden and Contra, or maybe it was like a thousand Zeldas, I forget. And then I took Contra and Ninja Gaiden I put them together as, and I just did a low run of those too, 200 of those. And they all blew out like in less than a week. So They had. There was some momentum on it. That's for sure.
5: So, and maybe you can't share all of it, right? Momentum's going well, right? You're Uh like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. And then, and then I just imagine this like (laughs) knock on the door, (laughs) right? And all, all you open the door, you all you hear is, please understand. Yeah. And uh, so, so can you share a little bit about what happened there? Maybe. I mean, we're we're you know we we have not we've 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 had the Nintendo ninjas pulled some of our stuff before right we've come up with that line and we border that every once in a while this is kind of a full-blown let's go across that Ninten- line right? so
3: nintendo has gotten you guys before
5: uh yeah we've we had some uh a merchandise uh, some merchandise really that got pulled
3: yep yep so, no, because it had the word nintendo on it like what was the thing that got uh, it well e- e- even just the mushroom thing
2: really like, yeah with wow. the, no no words you know, still modified to make it our own, but still since... Yeah, that don't down, work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. no, it don't. It don't work at all.
3: No, so... Right, as we found. I think I, think I probably could have got away with it uh, longer if I didn't go the Kickstarter route, right? <laughs> so that's what did it. The, that's what... If I was just doing a couple hundred here and there, and the thing with Zelda was after that big push... And I I didn't print anymore. And I moved on to Metroid because that was like a whole other like job almost was just shipping and and fulfilling orders and customer service. And I just needed to move on. So then I focused on Metroid for basically uh, the beginning of that year up through the summer again. So a year later, I had a whole new book. And that was when I, I did the Kickstarter. I didn't print any Metroids. I wanted to do the Kickstarter to just like offer everything. In uh, like a hardcover I wanted to make them real nice and like fancy because they're just paperbacks um, that I kind of cobbled together
0: yeah um, I was so all in on that one <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, on the on the Kickstarter yeah yes and then, I like, was
0: so all in on that one I mean, it was Metroid
3: after all so <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah yeah you love Metroid I know so like yeah. oh, I wish I I wish I had like print I wish I did this like a low run of a hundred and the Kickstarter, uh, whatever but anyway yeah so hey it's it is what it is so
5: so you end up up putting out a kickstarter right you've done your promo video you've posted it oh yeah right and then and then how did the like like were you were you kind of halfway to funding or
3: was it going well and then you got the call or i got it was that story like it was so i mean i was kind of crapping my pants the whole time because it blew up and i mean we were over three hundred thousand dollars um and yeah, you was, were
0: fully funded pretty quickly, weren't you? Oh
3: yeah. We were funded yeah. and we were funded like almost immediately. We had stretch goals and yeah, the stretch goals were done in like an hour. Like it wow. was ridiculous. And then we came up with more stretch goals halfway through. Um I worked with um, a guy named uh, David Combo. He did a ukulele book. Um but That guy is like the Kickstarter, like genius. He, I don't, he's like the wizard. He was the guy that was getting everything going. Um, you know, when we, when we blew through the stretch goals, he was just like, here's what we got to do. We got to do this, this, and that we launched it on this day and it's going to do even better. And I was like, are you sure? And then it did work. Right. Like everything he said, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this guy, like it's a Kickstarter whisperer. Yeah. This guy knows how to do this. <laughs> so,
4: <laughs> yeah. um,
3: so anyway, yeah, it was literally the day before uh, funding was going to go and it and I got the email saying, uh, Hey, we contacted. So it was a Saturday. And they said, hey, we contacted Kickstarter. Um, We're going to shut this thing down. And then I said, well, Kickstarter is not going to get back to you until like Monday, the earliest. And this campaign ends tomorrow. Like, do you want me to pull the plug on this? And they were like, yes. So I immediately canceled the Kickstarter. I pulled it down. And like, it's so, it's not funny, but like the night before I was, I was actually having like a drink with my sister, my brother-in-law. And we were talking about it. And I was like, look, I said, this thing, Could end tomorrow Like I'm still Because everybody's just like Oh my god I can't believe You got all this stuff This is like To them it was like I was becoming like I was getting all this money Right like it's like Unbelievable And for me it was just like Well no like This isn't real yet This is not real until People actually have a book In their hand right Um, Right So I just said This could end tomorrow And it did It ended the next day (laughs) (laughs) That was the end of it eh (laughs) Yeah and that was, uh, that sucked. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, it, it did lead you down a different path, obviously, with the magazines. Yeah. So after you came out with the magazine thing and through Patreon and stuff like that, it, it felt, you're, I guess, speaking as a fan, it felt like a relief. Like, this is awesome. I'm going to get another way, uh, uh, another way I can get Phil's stuff. So... Uh, your creative stuff is out there and and it's printable and all that kind of like because yeah. everybody wanted physical stuff right yeah. so after going three issues down and you're now working on your fourth probably mm-hmm. or getting mm-hmm. ready to oh yeah what yes, have you learned up. over the last three issues? what have you learned from going from the start of this into now your fourth issue?
3: uh I learned that I'm really glad I made it every other month. Because it's already starting to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, one of the things that, like, a question I keep getting, um, and it's not really answering your question directly, but I'll, I guess, I'll, no, go for it. People are just like, "Well, why do you think you can get away with this?" Um, so, my spin with this, based on things I've learned, uh, is that I'm treating it like a magazine. I'm calling it a newsletter, not calling it a guide. So, I dropped the guides. Guide is like a. That's like a thing they don't like guides. These companies, when you say a guide, there and you're not like sanctioned to like make this thing. You're they not official. Like they yeah. don't like that, so I don't call yeah. it a guide. And I do things to kind of make it like I have the have like the essay that's like a thing I include to add like a personal kind of like like a review type touch to it, so it's not yeah. just a straight up guide. So I'm I'm doing these little tricks. I'm not using titles on any of the covers. Um, I do say the name of the game in there but um, so those are the things that I I've done to where I think I can get away with it. Right. Because I mean, look at any of these other magazines, like um, Ninty fresh who I've been uh, Lucas there has been great. He was a huge help with the Patreon. Um, Nice. And, you know, but he puts out a magazine that has Nintendo characters on it every other month. And the other people do too. Ninty fresh and, and switch player. They all do it. So Mine's just eight pages. (laughs) Um, That's the only difference. So I think that's why I can, I can pull this off. Um, But anyway, things I've learned, uh, there is such a big customer service portion to this that I didn't expect. Another thing I wanted to do was I wanted to keep this as cheap as possible. Um, So I offer, I have like that $6 version where it literally just comes in the mail the way it is is that the one you guys get you just get the one that comes that's what i get yep. yeah it's it's got
0: the print my name on it and doesn't come in the bag and yeah that like that so, so that was
3: how i like to me and i i didn't look at it from a collector perspective to me i just thought i want this like affordable product that i can just kind of like put in the mail people aren't even thinking about they're paying for it right they're just it's mm-hmm. and it's this nice little surprise like they they get the mail that day and they see the cover like there was a part where I wanted to even, I thought about hiding the covers and not even like telling people what the next issue was going to be. Cause I wanted to have that. I wanted to have that element of like surprise, right? Like it's right. like, Oh my God, I got, the, I got the mega man issue. Like you, you didn't even, you don't realize it was coming. Um, I realized that was terrible marketing. So you have to, you have to show, <laughs> you got to sell something, right? You can't just sell right. blank. So, um, so I didn't do that, but like that's the feeling that I wanted with it. Um, but when that first round, that first wave went out. I was not expecting the, like, dude, this thing came in bent. I want a new one. And I was just like, Oh boy. And then I, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm having a million messages where I'm just like, I'll send you a new one. But like, I can't guarantee you this thing is not going to look worse. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, And then I got so much feedback where people were just not having it. So then it's at that point for me, it's just like, well, what am I going to like, what do I do here? Like, do I stick to my guns and just say, no, you're going to get, you're going to get this thing. You're not happy with, uh, you know, cause <laughs> they'll go away at that point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to stick around. Uh, so that was when I quickly pivoted to do the collector tier, um, which was
0: smart. That was an awesome idea.
3: Oh, thank you. So, and, and it seems to be going well, that seems to have satisfied people, which is great. Um, yes. So, And one of the things was like, I, it's so much to ship all this stuff. And I knew I was, I had a feeling, well, I wanted to have a certain amount of subscribers to even make this thing worth doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I blew over that amount that I wanted. Um, so the printer prints and ships it for me. Like I didn't want to be involved in any of the shipping unless it was, that's,
0: that's even better. Right. Unless it was for (laughs) like
3: replacement copies. I didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, just so I could keep working. Mm -hmm. Um, so with the collector thing for now, because I have to hit like a, for them to kind of, for them to ship it and make it worth it for them to ship it. I have to have like a, a certain amount of the people number. to do that. Yeah. So I have not hit that number yet. Um. So I've been printing or I've been packing and shipping all those myself. Yeah. Um, do you have a
0: percentage uh, of how much more you got to go before you hit that number? Not too much more, but the
3: funny thing is, is like, I kind of, maybe i'm like a control freak but i almost don't want to give that portion of it up
0: <laughs> right like it's
3: <laughs> yeah i get that for sure and, and then like you know once i offered that too like i wanted to have fun with it because now i'm just thinking well now it's packed like now i can do stuff with it now that it's in something so that was where i came up with like the sticker idea and whatever other thing i come up with that i want to throw in there yeah. um and then i thought oh now i can like start I can hide sketches in here and stuff too. So now I have like, I had this control over it that I didn't have. And I kind of like that. And I could still do that. I could still just say, I can just pull names or whatever and then say, Hey, I'm going to handle this amount of issues to give people the little extra special. Oh, thing, that's right? cool. Yeah. So I might still do that. Like, You know,
0: I may have to switch to the collector's edition if you're doing that type of thing.
3: Yeah. So (laughs) slipping in
0: some work.
3: That's right. I remember
0: you did a post. That's right. You were, you were talking about something you slipped in.
3: Yeah. For the, for the double dragon one. Yeah. Something they posted today. The guy got it. Um, I gave the original sketch for the cover. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool. I don't, <laughs> that is pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. He, he's got it. I mean, that sketch that he has, I'd put it on a light box to do my final art. So like, that's the, you know,
4: that's nice. the cover. Nice. Um,
3: So I included that and then I pulled aside like five of them and the, the white shipping area. I just doodled on on the white shipping areas just to have like an extra, I like to surprise people if I can, you know, just to give them a little extra something. So that's awesome that was a have really, you ever oh go ahead
0: I was gonna say have you ever thought of the the next steps I'm sure you have but the next steps like if you get to a certain level or scalability um like adding other people who like to draw on uh in, in on your book or something you know allowing them to put in content or anything like that have, have you had those kind of
3: thoughts not yet um I wanted to see. Like where this would go. I think this, like, I think where it's at, I, it's kind of just there. Like it's, it's stuck, right? I think I I think it peaked as far. I mean, it's a tough sell, right? Like here's an, it's an eight page thing. And it's, I mean, I know it's only six bucks, but I, I can see some people where they're just like, well, I don't want this eight page thing for six dollars, right? Like, so it's kind of a hard sell.
5: Um, but it, it so does harken back to that, like, Go to your mailbox and open it up. Yeah. Is this the day my Nintendo Power yeah. shows up or my or my gaming magazine, whatever it is? And oh my gosh, these are amazing, right? I think there's such such value. As
1: in someone who spent their childhood waiting. Uh, on the porch for the mail truck to run about the time <laughs> that Nintendo Power should have dropped. You know, uh look, I-, I will just admit it, you just got yourself a new patron. Uh signed oh, up. Wow. You were, oh, wow. You were right. right. So uh and, like, and I, I upgraded. Thank you. I up- I, <laughs> well, I, upgraded. And I was going <laughs> to the sites. <laughs> Look, I was going to the site trying to figure out I was like, "Okay, how do I buy the individual issues?" And then I realized I couldn't, so I was like, "Well, then I'll just get the next one then." Nice. Um, and so uh, you look, it's it's good quality stuff. I mean, I can't yeah. I can't argue. Well, going going um, through the first couple
0: issues, it's like what I expected, right? So you got your, you know, little talking points you got some breakdowns of the like the first one has got the weapons and then you got your maps you've drawn out and you kind of do that with the next one you know first one was
1: castlevania um i'm a sucker one. for castlevania too so <laughs> that was that sealed the deal man all right and then the next one is um i'm not familiar with this
0: game but so this i, I is love that their...
3: this is gimmick that's gonna so this is what's also cool about the patreon is like I have a subscriber base, right? So I can do yes. a game. I can do a game like that. Like I, yes. I wouldn't have been able to do that because it wouldn't, the interest isn't there. You know what I mean? It's, but, and that's it, things like, yeah, if you, like you said,
0: like, if you would have gone gone out and said, Hey, I'm going to do hundred books of this game, mm-hmm. then nobody would have known about it or like or anything like that. But with the subscription, like me, I didn't know about this, but now I'm interested, you know, yeah. cause you got, I'm like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. I want to check this out. But then what you're really, really interesting, you switch things up. He did a comic book. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. is really cool with the, with the double dragon. So and the next
3: one's going to be different as well. Like I really nice. want to, you know, I, I don't want to get bored. I don't want it to just want to have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to just be six pages of maps like or eight pages you know, yeah. would be six um, uh, every time. I don't want it to be even I know Castlevania and gimmick. They both covered the whole game and they're both maps, but like, I still did them differently. Like Castlevania is just that big spread. I crammed the whole game onto that big spread. Um, And the gimmick, it's more like a traditional Nintendo power type feature. And then you have a double dragon. It's comic. The Mega Man one's going to be different where it's more of a retrospective. So it's a little more writing, less tips, um, more of a focus just on different art. Um, So that's the goal for that one. Well, Um, Marty, you're just in time for that
0: one. Marty's the Mega Man
3: Oh Man. sweet! All right, all right. <laughs> I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I see I the 982 behind you. I see the, yep. the the picture. So, yep, yep. Um, yeah. So I just want to try and keep them fresh, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Yes, that's that is awesome. I love that. Uh, real quick, I got a question from the community for you too. Sure. Uh, I. It's from 16-Bit Nomad. I just got issue three in this week. Loving them so far. My question is, do you have plans to expand out to other systems in the future, like the SNES or Genesis? Personally, it would be awesome to see an issue devoted to the 16-Bit Wars with your artistic talent. Regardless, regardless, I'm glad to support your work and love every issue I've received so far.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't want to rule it out. I mean, I, I, I mainly just focus on the NES stuff because it's simpler right like the games are just easier to kind of just they're small they're physically small mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of why I stick to that um, but no yeah I would love to cover other stuff and I, I probably will at some point um, I mean the Mega Man one it covers every game so they're already right there it's more than just the, the Nest stuff I, I touch on all of them all the all um, 11 mainline ones um, so there's a little bit not just fantastic.
0: There. Yeah. That's was that really cool. I can't wait to see okay. Marty's face when he gets that one.
1: Can <laughs> okay, can we make suggestions <laughs> for the future? Sure. What do you want? Um so are you are you just sticking to purely um to purely Nintendo or are you gonna branch out maybe and do Sega or uh even Graphics since it's from that area or era? Um I mean I don't know if
3: any Uh, yeah there's turbo graphic stuff i'd be willing to do um yeah i don't know it's just whatever whatever kind of comes to my mind i will say the the future like the next few that i have in mind they're all pretty much nest related that's the okay i mean that's fine but but no i would love to cover like when i first came up with this idea um like i said it was when i was doing the guides i was playing um all the donkey kong country games and i was just like it would be really cool if i just had like this thing that just kind of like broke down the different Donkey Kong country games. So, it, it, you know, when I thought, when I kind of conceived this idea, I wasn't just thinking of NES games. You see how Justin just
1: perked up there when you said Donkey Kong?
4: Yeah, <laughs> That was actually going to be something I was going to suggest.
1: Yeah. So I was looking out for you, Justin, but I was just thinking, if you really want to roll the dice on this and you really want to see how far you can push it, uh, you should do DuckTales. Because then oh, you, yeah. you get the two prong you two prong attack of Nintendo yeah. and Disney. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> thought it with Ninja Turtles. I mean, I thought it with Ninja
3: Turtles. Like that's the same, not the same. I mean, Disney's probably worse, but um no, I'll probably do that at some point too. And see what I can get away with. That would with. be
1: sweet. That I would be love sweet.
5: Let's see what I can get away with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need more people who could do that, who just say, you know what, I'm gonna do this and see what I can get away with. I love that. Um well, as we uh, kind of round out your time here with us, Philip, uh, especially in the spotlight part, uh, we just want to ask, like what games have you been playing personally? Like I know you said earlier um, that, you know, you had moved and you were trying to get your game room set back up and everything. But mm-hmm. um, what, what, like just within the last like week or two weeks, what's, what's really grabbed your attention? What you've been playing.
3: So for this Mega Man issue,
1: I just had a n- major marathon of
3: Mega Man games. I played all 11 of the mainline ones, So I just did that hot off of that. Um, but I started playing, um, because of that and I've been sitting on it and I dug out my 64 for it. Um, I got Mega Man 64, which is really Mega Man legends. Um, I've never played that before. I'm only about an hour onto it. I'm not really feeling it, but I know people love it. So, you know, I'll hang in there, but so I'm playing that a little bit. And then I started playing Wario land three, right? That's, The one that's on Nintendo Switch Online. I started (laughs) playing that. That's great. That's awesome. And it's funny that that popped up because uh, the Nintendo Power was reading uh, at my with my coffee in the morning, had a whole feature of Wario Land 3. And I was looking on eBay. And then I think the direct was like the next day. I was like, well, this is is perfect.
1: Yeah, it it just like showed up. So all you had to do was get that one and start reading it. Nintendo yeah, ninjas it. were watching you, <laughs> they so were. they knew you were looking at that game, and the then game they game. were like, "You know what? We'll help them out. We did. <laughs> we'll do them a solid this time." Say they like you mentioned in the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. I'm really loving showing those to my son because there's never really been an easy way to do that,
4: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. and he's he's a big Wario fan, and so he's been playing through Wario Land. Uh, three he 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 got uh, super mario land two i think he beat it within the first two days which it's not like super hard but no you know um he he has been loving those i've been loving his reaction too of him playing those those game boy games um like i don't think i've played minish cap since it came out so that's like on my on my list of things to go back to next cool
3: yeah. I played a, I played a few minutes of Mario land too. That was actually the first game boy game I ever got, got it with my game boy, uh, oh. Christmas, whatever year that was. Um, it was awesome. I have like very vivid memory of like being, cause I opened it at like midnight or whatever. And I just remember waking up at like four in the morning, everybody's asleep and I'm just like crouched under the lamp, you know, trying to get light on this thing. Like I can remember it like perfectly. Um, I played a few minutes of that and the the thing I thought was funny is I got the star. I didn't think anything of it because the song's so weird when you get the star. And my kids were just like, That's the that's the invincible music. I was like, Yeah, that's it. And they're like, Why is it not the invincible? Like that was just they were just not having it. (laughs) I was like, Well, it's kind of a weird Mario game. Then they the rules weren't really established yet at that point. But yeah, they I just game
1: boy Mario and Zelda were both strange. It Mm -hmm. was Nintendo allowed themselves to be a little weird with that, which was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. And then it's, and then what's, it's funny. Like you see that
3: the Mario land evolution into the Wario games, it's just such a cool like path. You know, I like that. I like that those guys instead of, you know, following what the main, or I guess EAD was probably making the main Mario games. um, What was it? R and D one was probably doing Wario. Right. I like that instead of like following exactly, learning what they were doing, trying to reproduce it, they're just like, no, we're just going to do our own thing. And then they really just it came into its own and became a wholly like original thing with the mm-hmm. Wario games. But yeah, I'm enjoying that, and I think that's probably that probably covers my
1: what I'm playing. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, we have had you here for about an hour, and we're thankful so so thankful for you. For the time that you've spent with us. And uh, I encourage every one of our listeners, go out, go to uh, Hand Drawn. Uh, wh- what's the website again? Uh, I just was on it, but now it's, I had a brain fart. Uh, the, I'm a mess with these sites. Uh, so HandDrawnGameGuides.com
3: will take you to you can, all the all the books we just talked about. They're all, PDFs are all there for free. And then there's a link to the Patreon on there if you want to check that out.
1: Yeah, and uh, you should. I encourage all of our folks to go over and uh, support your, your Patreon and uh, get signed up for that Mega Man issue guys. Uh, that's really what you're going to want. So uh, be, get locked in, get in the mega. Man. Where else can people find you, Philip, if they would like to interact with you or follow what you're doing?
3: Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Hey Phil Summers um, and Instagram as well. Same handle at Phil at Hey Phil Summers.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you for your time again. Thanks for being on the show again. You. Uh, for, you, for those of you who don't know, he's been a guest uh, here before. And uh, if you want to, uh, you, we invite you to stick around here for you know, kind of as we close out the show. But we do understand if you need to go. You know, uh, time's precious. So, I mean, I, I if see we you. see you, did <laughs> I can stick around. I mean, it's awesome. Awesome. I mean, awesome. Well, we wonder-ish. want you to. Oh, all right. We want you yeah, to. We, and oh, so nice. no, no, we we're not gonna kick anybody out. I just we we kind of give like everybody We give, uh, <laughs> give people the trapdoor option, right? They can yes. just be there one minute and then poof. Okay. But anyway, the, the, the so injection seat. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna just sit here talking about myself and then like leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> um well, anyway, you guys go over and check out uh, Twitter and Instagram. Check out Philips' uh, accounts over there. Be sure to go to uh, handdrawngameguides.com. And, again, you can find lots of great stuff there, including a link to his uh, Patreon where you can get on the list to get these um, these beautiful uh, bi-monthly uh, issues. Uh, and you can, you can do one of two options. They'll just be direct mailed to you. You can do a digital option, right? Uh, Just get the PDF or you can, you can get a bagged and boarded and sealed like a comic book uh, version of this as well. That will be sent to you. Uh, Hopefully that's, you know, doesn't it's better condition, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They still get,
3: I've, I've had a couple, I've, I did have one already where they were like my collector one was dinged. I'm like, hey, all right, I'll get you another one. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah.
2: Post office will still fold these things to shove it in a yep. box. There's nothing yep. you can do
3: about he, that. Yeah. Here's a little secret. Here's a little pro tip. Um, if you, if you're just curious about it, you can literally sign up for it. The way I handled the PDF, the digital versions is they're just posts. Um, so, if you just sign up, you can look at literally everything, and if you hate it, you can just quit. You don't even, and you won't even, I it won't even charge you like a dollar. You can just check it out. I think the way other Patreons probably handle the, their digital stuff like that is, I think they might email or like DM links to the the PDF. They kind of hide it, but I just it's just an archive. So if you want to go and look at it, it's all there.
1: Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, talk about one more topic while we're here in the, uh, the the Let's Discuss section of the show. Uh, news articles have shown up this week uh, basically stating uh, or, or positing a rumor that Nintendo has been sitting on Metroid Prime Remastered for up to 18 months. I believe it. And Tim, I thought this was – well, I'm glad you believe that because I want to sit here in the pocket and talk about that because <laughs> Tim – has been dying for this game for you know over a year. we had seen everybody from Jeff Grubb who's pretty you know reliable he's been on the show before uh we trust him he had he had said it's out there it exists it's real. Uh, he's even come out this week and reiterated Prime Two and Three are also coming uh, in light of the remaster, uh, but maybe just as HD, you know, ports instead of uh, the full treatment that that one got. Uh, but Tim, I want to—I just want to throw this directly at you and say, why in the world would Nintendo sit on this for eighteen months, and then we're going to let Justin tell us why we're all wrong about why they would sit on it for eighteen months? So, uh, what do you think? Because Prime Four wasn't ready, so now it's
0: closer to being ready. They wanted to they 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 timed it to where this would make sense. So Prime Four wasn't ready last year, so this game wasn't coming out, or it wasn't ready in the time frame in the window they wanted to release the remaster. So now it's in that window, whatever that window could be. Maybe it's within you know the year. Uh, Or they have, like I said, the cadence of Prime Remastered 1, 2, and 3. There will be a cadence for those. And yes, we've predicted those already. We've talked about those already uh, long before everybody else did. I'll keep reiterating that. (laughs) But uh, we speculated that there would be no trilogy. It would be each one released in a time frame, in a cadence, Leading up to four. My personal prediction is that five, uh, four won't be out until 2025. So I figured that this would come out in this year and there'd be one year ever from there on. So 2023 is prime remastered. One 2024 is two and 2025 at the beginning is, is three or in so some cadence. Like I, that's and
4: a and, long and
1: so let me, let me say this. So what what I hear you saying is is that you are now firmly believe that Metroid Prime 4 will not be on the Nintendo switch as we know it right now. i I don't think it's,
0: yeah, I think it's gonna be the switch 2. I think I know, I take that back. It's going to be one of those dual things. It's going to be on both the switch version of it like they did the Wii U and the Wii uh, the switch. I think there will be two versions of it. I know Justin's saying no, but
5: I, I uh, see. I, I see. Metroid doesn't make enough money. It's not that big of an IP that no, they're going to double dip on the system, so they're only going to put it on one. So it's only going to be on the Switch if they end up doing it. I'd love to. Now, Dread had a great time, but still, Dread sales were not. They're not. They're not no, Breath yeah. of the Wild. You got to remember, it is not an A tier. Yeah. I do believe Metroid Prime is coming out this year. I believe you're right, Tim. They have set it up. They, the reason they've been sitting on it was Prime 4 wasn't ready. They are priming us to be ready yes. for mm-hmm. the next game, yeah. right? Now, the and, question and, is
2: and do Red they have was, two and three ready? Yeah, and Dread was the highest selling Metroid, still is the highest selling Metroid.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't But I, know, think uh, I, uh, I think Prime I, is going to be bigger I, than Dread. Oh, really? Prime 4? Prime 4 is going to be bigger than Dread. I'm thinking that
3: too. It could be. So, another thing, the reason about uh stem sitting on it is dread right we didn't know like when you think back we only knew about dread what three months in advance
4: mm-hmm.
3: so At most yeah yeah so they you know why would they put prime out before that around that you know you wait a year so i i believe that's probably a huge reason why they sat on it yeah. um but uh, yeah sorry well
0: prime was 2021 uh excuse me dread was 2021 wasn't it it was so, in October 2021. Yes. Yep. Dread was 2021. So right. Prime Remastered could have feasibly come out last year in 2022, but they held on to it because Prime 4 wasn't ready till they figured out when, because they didn't announce it to us, obviously there, we don't have a date for Prime 4, but they, they know they have a general idea a roadmap. So whatever that roadmap is, whether it's, the end of this year, 2024, or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's a window there that they're going to release Prime 4 after this, obviously. And then I do believe there will be a 2 and 3. I hope not that long. I would love to have Prime 4 this year. That would be awesome. But I also want to see a remaster of 2 and 3 leading up, personally.
1: I would love to have all three of those remastered. Yeah, so, so I personally think that Metroid Prime 4 is the swan song for the Switch. I don't think it's Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom has been in development for a long time. And and yes, so is Metroid Prime 4. But if you remember, they had to restart it. And there mm-hmm. was a huge promise made that this would be on Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo tries to deliver whenever they make yes. big promises like that. So I think we're going to see it. I think we're probably going to see it in... Uh, The first part of 24, which means we'll get all three Metroid Prime games this year. In fact, I think that Metroid Prime 2 and 3 will be used in the latter half of 2023 to pad the releases out as, you know, the first party releases slow down. At least within this fiscal year or this new fiscal fiscal year year. coming up. Fiscal fiscal year could also be uh, a uh, a good way of doing it. Uh, but I believe that, that that we'll see Metroid Prime Four in the first half of 24, and then we'll see whatever's next for Switch at E3 or th- around that time of 24. Well, I, I think it's it's coming. It's inevitable. Um, I just don't like when when you've got this game and it's it's pretty much been leaked, right? I mean, like it like the fact that it existed, that it had been made, it was it was it was a well known leak. Why hold it? like is like why hold it, it like I, this to me would have been something that like when they announced Metroid Dread DLC you know like that free update we got with the boss rush and all and the the new mode where one hit kills you be like oh and for more Metroid fun here's Metroid Prime Remastered yeah. uh, and then then they could have done uh, two you know late last year and three sometime this year and it would have had the momentum going a little bit longer, it would have kept Metroid in the uh, in the public discourse a little bit right. lo- longer. I think they're doing and- that. It's just they had to hold on to it because Four yeah. wasn't
0: in a point to where they wanted to release in this cadence. So that's why I think it was yeah. held on to for eighteen months.
2: Yeah, so, I could. So Metroid I- Prime Remastered says I've been on the shelf for eighteen months mother and star fox 2 says hold our
1: beers (laughs) true that's true that's true that's true well guys uh let's uh talk for just a quick few minutes about uh some events coming up and then what we've been playing to round out the show
0: All right. Discord community events is the table is the main one we got going on every second Wednesday of the month at 9 a.m. Eastern time and every third Friday of the month at 10 p.m. Eastern time. The community gets together at the table, otherwise known as a Discord voice chat room to discuss whatever is on everyone's mind. If you want to join, email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or DM us on our social medias to learn more. That's it. Let's move on to what we've been playing.
1: Well, uh, Philip, you've already talked about what you've been playing. So we'll dive in here uh, with us. And if you uh, have been, you know, maybe you've had an experience with one of these games and you want to chime in, please feel free to uh, as well. And so uh, Jesse, we'll head over to you first. What have you been playing?
2: Okay, so I I did play through the Sea of Stars demo. Uh, I think I think Justin said he played it too. Uh, Same here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that one kind of shook me. Took me. Took me off guard a little bit. Um, you know, the I, I saw how little magic points I had, so I was kind of focusing on just normal attacks. And then I realized after I you know, I got to a point when, okay, I have to start using this, these magics because it's kicking my butt. But uh, the, it does, your magic re- regens a little bit every turn. So it's, you know, so it's kind of designed that as a, like a, a limiter, but still not so much that you can't pull off a special move every three or four turns, which is something you're going to have to do. In that last boss, yeah. uh, because I, I, one, one, after one round of his attacks, once, I, two of my three people fainted, and the, th- the third one had like two hit points left. So I was that close from losing that fight and having to start it over.
0: Yeah.
2: And then, I like the I don't combo know.
0: system. The combo system was interesting too.
2: Yeah, I didn't get a chance to unlock the third one. I don't think. Or at least I never had a chance to pull it off, but uh, but I, I did do the first the first two, and that was one. Yeah, that's big, that, that's a throwback from uh, Chrono Trigger. Yes. Yeah, and then so yeah, I'm, I'm looking for. I I did kickstart that, so I'm looking forward to that when it comes out. Sprite works gorgeous, and I, I thought it was absolutely yes. know, for sure. When, when, one of the scenes where I was up on a shore and hit the water, it just went into, smoothly went into like this swimming pose.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Kind of, I'm like, wow, that's, that's really impressive. So, And then I, uh, I finished uh, the Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Uh, I remember playing it on when it was relatively new. Uh, then I played it again with the, 3DS ambassador program when we get that for free for that.
4: Mm-hmm. I
2: don't think I beat it that, that, that time then, but I didn't get deep in. So this is, so this is the, I think the second time I beat the game. And the one thing I realized is I kind of hate the four sword mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, especially that last boss fight, like whenever you have to go into four sword mode to do damage, you know it it's slow it takes like 15 seconds to get geared up and to and positioned right mm. your hitbox is a third of the width of the screen so it's really easy to get smacked and then you have to start over and it's i it's just clunky i didn't like it so i'm kind of glad that's over you know <laughs> that
0: tarnished your view of the game
2: a little bit boss? I, I, okay. yeah and you know it's it's a it's a small game it's a very small map but it's packed with things to do you know like mm-hmm. between dungeons i would could spend 4 or 5 hours just doing things you right. know f- find people to merge kinstones together to open up a path to do to go somewhere else and and i've never gotten all the kinstones done you know there there are paths that are still blocked off for me that i, you know, I, I, uh, I unlocked the bigger one but uh don't know what he what he does and, and when he's st- standing there you see his hands up on the on the, the on the game path and uh, you you like walk under his hand and you can see his fingers move so he doesn't squish you <laughs> I thought that was a that was a neat thing to it was a detail that they didn't have to do and they did it right it was it was cute but yeah those
0: those are the games I've been playing Nice. awesome tim what about you uh mainly just uh had time focusing on actually fire emblem engaged uh that's been taking most of my time i've really been into it uh enjoying every moment i've been playing it uh i uh nintendo gave us a code for that and i and it didn't realize it but they gave us the code for the full version with the with the um the the dlc so when the when the waves came out i was like it opened up what's called the divine paralogs and it popped up on there and i thought it was part of the game but then i looked when i was going to look up some information it was like oh the dlc wave one divine paralog has tiki uh and i was like oh oh that's part of the DLC. Oh, nice. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> so, uh, and then I did a video of, of that. My first experience of the, that wave one, they just recently launched wave two, which has three of the, uh, three more, um, bracelets or emblems you can get. Um, and it's the radiant strategist, the brash general and the doting sister. Um, look them up if you want are interested in the DLC. I don't want to spoil anything in case anybody's interested in that. Um, but it is part of the DLC wave two portion. And I beat that, uh, over this week, each of the each match that I go into takes me about an hour to an hour and a half. So last night I spent like three hours going through that wave two and beating those three, uh, three, um, emblems to get them um so that was fun so i'm getting back into the game hopefully this weekend starting back in tw- at chapter 12 and i believe there's like 20 something chapters so i still got a ways to go and like i said it's about an hour an hour and a half to complete each chapter for me so um so i got a little ways to go but i'm trying to stay focused um but every now and then justin throws a game at me to try it and you know do a uh a look at so i have one coming up to do so but uh my focus is fire emblem and that's what i've been playing
1: cool love it justin what about you
5: uh two ones i'll highlight uh sea of stars as was mentioned earlier holy cow holy cow holy cow that is like um why is it not august that game is fantastic i know right it works amazing (laughs)
0: like i said my
5: review like i was like they're six months out from this thing actually being out, and this is the vertical slice they put out. Like, I can only imagine how polished this thing is going to be. Uh, I freaking loved it. So that's great. Uh, I'm also playing a little game called Metroid Prime Remastered, uh, which is my first time playing this because I did not have a GameCube, so I never played Metroid Prime 1. I played Metroid Prime 3 on the Wii, so I missed 1 and 2. Oh, my gosh, this game is so good so so good um i'm loving all of it and sometimes get you know i've got lost i think once or couldn't figure out where i needed to go next but the game does such a good job of like really directing you where you need to go um yeah i'm just i'm in a spoiler i guess i'll say i've finished the first boss and then i've now transitioned to a world full of ice and Mm -hmm. snow Mm-hmm. And then Ridley came flying over me. And that was such <laughs> a great shot. Like I was like, are you kidding me? That is,
0: right. that, is that
5: is awesome. Um, Justin,
0: real quick. Can I mention this? You know how much I love me some Metroid games. Like in the Metroid prime games, I have put this to the side to finish fire emblem Engage. So, what? That's how much I'm into Fire Emblem Engage. I put aside the remaster. That either
5: tells me Fire Emblem Engage is really good or Metroid Prime Remastered is your least favorite.
0: Nope. It is my most favorite game. But since I played it already, I know what to expect. Yeah. And, okay. you know, it's like Fire Emblem I haven't played before and I'm really yeah. digging the story and stuff. But I, I am so happy to hear people like you who've played it are playing it for the first time and just yeah, it's loving it. I was going to really, say the same thing.
5: It's really funny too because when I played, so sit in this pocket for a little bit i know we were like let's be quick about this but uh (laughs) when i played metroid prime 3 it was when i was a new dad like first time dad and i didn't get gaming time so like my wife would go to sleep and my daughter would go to sleep and then i would go downstairs at like midnight on a friday and play metroid prime 3 from like midnight to like 2 but i kept the stereo down really low because I didn't want to wake anyone. So I never really heard the audio cues, right? Or that environment. So you're just like through the goggles, right? You're like, okay, I got to go here. got to go there. But now like I'm sitting here in my office playing it and I'm throwing on the steel series, like audio sound design everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like, like you feel isolated. You feel like I heard a sound over there. Like if you are not playing these type of games with headphones on or something oh, like, yeah. where you get a good design, you are. You are missing a lot of environmental cues that are so much immersion.
0: Amazing. Even back when it was on the GameCube and then eventually the Wii, the immersion in this in this game is just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh
5: I'm like, please play like like just Metroid 2 somewhere else, <laughs> Metroid 3 four like like i really hope that's what they're doing like i hope like in in two months from now they're like metroid 2 boom here you go
0: i'll take that for sure two months later i would love to be wrong (laughs) there you go and by the way
5: ladies (laughs) and gentlemen four dropped right here yes 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 that is what you need to do that is what you need to do it has got me so much more excited for prime four um i genuinely genuinely think prime four is coming out this year i think so i think so (laughs) fingers <laughs> like they it, it's been four years since they said um that 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 the um that it was taken over yeah the restart that it was restarted a yeah. design a, a build cycle of the game typically is about four years yeah now you're assuming in that case they burnt every asset down to the ground and like started from zero scratch yeah. right i don't think that's the case I think they had some stuff. I think they had some frames, right? Something. Really? Uh, they may have. They, they, at least, I mean, to recycle some assets. I mean, right, my thought is that they
3: never even saw
5: it. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, maybe I don't know. But like four years, right? Mm-hmm. And who did they give it to? What studio was it? R- retro. Is retro retro got oh,
0: I mean, Yeah, retro? So has
5: retro. So retro retro didn't do the whole. I mean, I don't know for sure, but like retro would have still been op- not open but they would have still been in production during covid right mm-hmm. not like like Nintendo kind of did a full lockdown but retro was doing their own stuff right so like they're st- like I think they would have pivoted their studios a little bit different they're really reliant on getting these games out so I really like you're at that four-year cycle I mean sure I mean sure look at it. if you're even put at the end of this year you're at four and a half almost five years since they said nope, we're redoing it
3: I can't wait for that unseen 64 video of whatever that Metroid prime game was. (laughs) I can't like there's, I would just, the whole story is so interesting. I just, I would love to know. I would love to hear about that too. Yeah. Like what, what was it? What, why did it, was it just not coming together? Did they even have anything? Was it a disaster? I mean, obviously it was a disaster. They canceled it, but like how far was it? Like, could you even play the thing?
0: Right.
1: But it was, it was Metroid prime uh, free to play
4: yeah <laughs> oh, gosh
1: <laughs> and and then and here's the other thing for battle royale that,
3: that w- <laughs> god well i actually i wouldn't mind that not a, not prime four but like a mode like that um i actually kind of liked the multiplayer metroid prime 2 i know nobody liked that but it fun. was it
0: was fun in our house we, yeah. you know we goofed around with it a lot of yeah a and lot of fun. Really. it wasn't
3: Golden Eye, but it, what, what, yeah.
4: one
2: problem that prime <laughs> 2 had was it came out like this the same week or if
3: not the same day as halo 2 yeah yeah and and metal gear solid 3 i think as well that was a crazy may have even been san andreas at that point too that was a crazy time Tough
0: games to go up against for sure crazy time
3: and then like nobody cared about gamecube already at that point so yeah (laughs) it's just um but no and and um it's a miracle that like metroid prime even was good think that was like retro is they had a bunch of like iguana people right i think they're ex-iguana <laughs> team yes so they worked on like they worked on like torok games and you know i played um i played the first torok um for the 64 about like a year or two ago and it's kind of like cool to see like there's a little bit of metroid prime in there like a, like hints of it and it's kind of cool to, to see that something they learned from yeah, just the way like the camera kind of works, the HUD, like the 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 exploration aspect aspect of it. There's like there's signs there. So it's yeah. pretty cool.
0: Well, there's a reason why uh when Jedi Fallen Order was announced and they were interviewing the developers there, there they said the maps was influenced by Metroid Prime. The, the gameplay from there influenced some of the development of Jedi Fallen Order.
5: You know, it's funny. I've been playing Fallen Order last last couple of weeks too, as well. And yeah, yeah, that's a really great point. You can definitely see that, like, yeah. the map,
0: mm-hmm. the, if
5: it's spin kind of, yeah, yeah, it's a great
1: point. I didn't even think of that.
0: Yeah. But, but...
5: yeah.
1: Justin, you point anything else?
5: No, those are it. I mean, that's, that's all I need. <laughs>
1: So uh, I've been playing Metroid Prime as well. We'll talk about that oh. because there's in our next section there's a specific yes. question for me about this, and so <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that. Um, but I, I'll tell you what's been that the game that has been uh, ruling any time for video games that I have uh, this past week has been Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, been playing that. Not uh, alone, just, sir. Sh- Sp- spending time in the evenings playing that with my wife because she's a huge Harry Potter fan uh, like we got together and designed our character and uh, you know we decided what house we wanted to be and and all that stuff it's just been you know it, it's been a ton of fun and it's um like it's impossible to not get lost in side quests as you're playing it and just like go exploring and just take that world in it's so good uh, I'm also progressing in The Last of Us Part One. I'm probably about halfway through that right now, first time playthrough. So um, I am about where um, in the game where the show is. So, you know, like we're mm-hmm. we're kind of in the same spot. So um, it, it, we finished that kind of that chapter. Uh, and so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, are you, are you one you game kind of play sorry are you deliberately kind of
5: playing along with the chapters or just no i like I, be
1: there? I i really just play it until i feel like i can't hold my the the pee back any longer like <laughs> sure. to, to pee my pants like i i i don't do scary games guys i don't and um like i it's it's really like today i was playing it and i was like it's just and, and and when i told my wife i was like i was like i just she's like we can play last of us we've got a few hours you know like not doing anything i was like and she's like, well, we don't have to play it if you don't want to. And I was like, no, it's not that. It's like, it's a fantastic game. It's so good, but it's so, it like, it just gives me this feeling of despair. Like of have hope drains. It drains you. I do. I do. Like I play it until I just can't play anymore. It's like, I've just, I've just shot and killed 400, you know, 30 people and uh, gotten chased by a, a man with a mushroom for a head, and so I'm done. <laughs> like I'm done. I can't. Your code has gotten down. real
5: crazy. Yeah, um, I drive where. Two, if we're if we're talking about the show for a quick second, uh, last yeah, not spoiler, all right, but I'll say last scene, the hotel that they're staying at, the lodge where yes, they're outside. The Pete's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. drive past that hotel every single drive time i go to calgary
0: oh my gosh
5: that is in my that is in my mother-in-law's town that she stays in and i was like wait son of a gun <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> now you I, gotta see yeah, that with a different <laughs> so i'm gonna tell you as we're driving up we're going up actually on on sunday to to calgary and i'm gonna be like right there is where two people might be <laughs> in that dirt i suspect yep
1: yeah. Uh the show's brilliant. I like I can't I can't say anything any non anything bad about the show. The game you is brilliant. We'll have to too. watch it. Um I will I, I want to throw out two other games that I'm playing and we'll have videos of these up in the coming days so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. Pixel Lines 2 into the Puzzleverse is is going to be out on the 22nd on the Switch. If you uh remember Pixel Lines and Pixel Lines 500 More Puzzles came out like way way back when uh, and so this is just more, they try to have a story for a puzzle game. It's kind of goofy, uh, but it it's more of what you expect. Um, you can check out the video and see uh, my review of it there. And then also uh, a game called Void Scrappers, which is basically uh vampire survivor in space uh, with a few tweaks. And so that launches on the March 3rd on the Switch. So we'll have a video about that up on our channel. But both of those, I would go ahead and say are their wins i give them a thumbs up uh and then today i also bought blanc and disney dreamlight valley because i don't have enough to play uh so (laughs) (laughs) that's what we've been playing let's turn on the community spotlights
0: Marty you got a question all right ask me ask all right Crimson Skidmark I know we love his name (laughs) Crimson Skidmark (laughs) oh my gosh request is specifically for you I think we deserve a real review of Metroid Prime once you finished it on the switch I ask this because you're years back when Y'all, were are still doing the Retro Rewind. I was looking forward to you talking about it as it happens to be in my top 10 games of all time. Please forgive me, but you did it dirty. Looking forward to your redemption review.
1: Yeah, so uh, I can't do a review right now because I haven't finished it. Um, I'm not even out of the first area. Like, I, I'm out of the space station, but I'm not out of the... I just picked it up and started, like, I got the, I got the Morph Ball back. But uh, I will say this: uh, I will, I, I will gladly uh, eat crow on this. Okay, uh, because it's gorgeous, it's fantastic. Uh, it, like you said, atmospheric is a great word to describe this. Um, the control schemes being fixed and making it more twin stick has made all of the difference. All right. It's literally so uh, I'm I'm really enthusiastic about it. I think that if uh, prime two and three are like Jeff Grubb says, if they're just like HD ports, you know, of this. The main thing that Nintendo has to do is to continue this control scheme fix that they started with this remaster and port it over to the next two titles. Uh, otherwise, it's I'm just I'm not, I'm not going to have fun with them i didn't the first time so it wasn't my cup of tea that way but this way uh maybe it's just uh, maybe i've played a lot more shooters too uh you know and a lot more games like that having a whole lot more fun with it right now than i did uh on the gamecube and even on the wii that sounds like a
0: good redemption to me (laughs) all right um so we'll move on to the next one. Next question is also Metroid related from Quagmire. Which game was your first introduction to Metroid? Do you Well, let me just ask that. What was your first introduction to Metroid? Metroid? Yes.
5: Mine was Super Metroid. NES version.
0: NES. Um so I, this one's kind of hard to answer because I I do remember trying Metroid on the NES, I never owned the NES. It was my friend's NES. I tried it there. So is that my introduction? I wasn't into it, though. So I really didn't Still know much it. about it. So I guess that's my introduction. Well, it's
5: like saying, like, when was the first time you had pizza? I don't know, but I didn't like it. And I liked it later. You're like, well, you technically had pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's great. It's
5: great that analogy. was your
0: introduction. <laughs> but I didn't really fall in love with Metroid until...
5: I asked oh, when you yeah. had pizza, not when you loved pizza.
0: Uh, when I had, uh, <laughs> when I got Prime and Fusion, mm. and played those, then I went back to play the others later on. So Prime and Fusion were the ones that got me to to really love Metroid in the series.
3: I mean, I didn't like it at first either. Uh, the NES one, like I, I can remember. I mean, I, I was probably like seven years old. I mean, I can remember playing it, not really making sense of it. And right. It was one of those games that kind of like I didn't have it, but I would play it here and there. And then at some yeah. point on well, the NES, I did eventually borrow it off somebody or whatever. And I like got super into it. So it did take time, but I would still count that initial moment as that was my introduction to Metroid.
1: But I remember the yeah, regular remember, like right. starting it and playing it. I did. I hated it. Like it was like, but I love the music. Like I love the presentation and just the mm-hmm. atmosphere of it even then. But then the Justin Bailey code where it made it where you're, you know, there at the very end and you can beat the game. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm in for that. All right. Uh, That 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 was a big deal. But I like, it didn't click for me like that. The, The love of Metroid didn't click for me until super Metroid. And then from there zero mission fusion.
5: And I think, I think that's when Metroid really began to have its identity in the zeitgeist of gaming right like like maybe it's played it over like i've never heard anyone's like you know what i loved the original metroid for nes it was amazing <laughs> right like that is not a typical story you hear from people right oh that's what really got me into gaming but really but when you think of like when i think of metroid the first thing goes to my mind is super metroid and i think one of the top three games on the super nintendo right? Like, it, that solidified itself, and it began to kind of get it in the the gaming zeitgeist of, like, this is an IP that you should be paying attention to, and is critical, and is important, and is moving it forward. I mean, you have an entire genre, Metroidvania, right? Like, it, it began to craft this idea, idea of what it is, and the ethos around it.
2: I think, yes. I think the first time I played it, it was a rental from uh, the like, the mom and pop shop uh it was password based so uh you know if i on a subsequent rental i could still continue from where i left off uh and i'm pretty sure i had one of those nintendo power maps of the area in my lap because there's no way in hell i would have (laughs) done that by myself
0: yep yes uh, so, speaking of which, a lot of this, a lot of our first introductions were 2D, but it asks, do you prefer 2D or 3D? Uh, Quagmire says, my first Metroid game was Prime 1 and loved it. I then played Fusion, Zero Mission, and bought a copy of Super Metroid on eBay, as I still had my SNES. I did pick up Prime 2, but didn't think it was nearly as good. I did play and buy Dread. It was good, but too hard and stressful to replay. Can't wait for Prime 4." So, going back to the question, do you prefer 2D or 3D? We've had this debate before.
5: I'm going to pivot (laughs) on this question of, like, what do y'all think of of Other M? Because that is a 2D and 3D at various points.
2: I would call Other M a 2D game that has... 3D. Because you don't actually fight in 3D other than, you know, you shoot missiles and you pixel hunt. But... The majority of the game is in the two D style. But the map is still three D. It's still
3: a three D map. Yeah.
2: But I think I think when he says two D, you're talk you're on a plane. You walk in a plane. That plane may change as you hit the corner of a corridor, but that plane is still on a plane nonetheless at that point.
1: I, I honestly think the other M is, uh, seriously slept on. I like, I get that some people didn't like the voice acting and things, but as a game, as a Metroid adventure, it's extremely solid, tons of fun. Uh, and it was a great, um, change of pace, you know, like trying new things in that Wii era. Um, now would I've made every choice they made? No, but like, I know there's some people who are just like, well, just erase it. Just kick it out. Well, no. I mean, I think it's it's important. And I I've, I actually went back last, um, last uh, well, when Dread, like right before Dread came out. So it wasn't last year's was a couple of years ago, and bought Other M on the Wii U uh, just so I could have it because I don't have any other way to play it. I,
3: I,
0: I, just, like, I think it's. I agree with everything you just said
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and i think
3: one of the things with other m that i think people kind of forget is that as good as the prime games were there's like some prime fatigue kicking in right so if they just did metroid prime 4 there i don't think there would have been any excitement so even though other m didn't quite work plan out or pan out the way they intended it to it was so exciting when it revealed right like people were so pumped for that game like it yes i think I think the other interesting part about
5: Prime when it came onto the scene was about the same time or shortly after Xbox comes onto the scene with a character sort of similar in a lot of ways right with master chief and you're mm-hmm. again first person shooter right and so it was interesting to kind of see those those two things jockeying right for position you mm-hmm. have the nintendo versioning of that and you have the xbox world uh of, of it as well and how they competed in that first person shooter kind of uh vi- versioning of it right but i think like i think you're right like i think like to be able to say like here's our trilogy done right and then to have this what 10 year gap now 15 year gap almost for four to come out Mm -hmm. i think that's really incredible i think we talk about other m it is it is it's like the like if you are a super super deep what i find is like if you are a super deep like mm, actually metroid fan like then you hate it but for everyone else, is just like no. I think I think it's I think gaming is cool, and I'm like like I'm not super attached, and I don't necessarily love her voice acting. Could've been better, but like hey, there's a fun game here, yeah. right? And I think yeah, the chat sure. said it here as long. Like it doesn't deserve the hate it's got. No, yeah,
0: it did I, not at all. I, you
2: know, I, I do like I did like Etherm, and you know I, I played it along with all the other 2D games up in two years ago in the lead up to Dread. Um, this just you know I. Kind of use the derogatory derogatory term "pixel hunt" uh, because that's the worst part of the game. But yeah. the actual normal
3: gameplay is great.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It would have been it's a just... great Mega Man game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: great point. <laughs> I have and long talked it. about Philip that they could reboot Mega Man uh, in in the modern day by making it a, a like a third person style multiplayer shooter. Where you can cycle through the powers and use them on each other.
3: That's probably what uh, the remember that um, there was like that Mega Man X demo that actually Prime guys put together. That's probably what they yeah. were thinking. Did you ever see that? Yeah, kind of cool. People, I think people hated that when that video came out, but I thought it was interesting.
4: <laughs>
1: but I, I was cool saying pitch. that back when back when there wasn't Mega Man 11, right? Like yeah. it, that, that, that wasn't a thing we knew about, and so I was hoping that that would like be. Hey, at least there's something, Mega me, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But now I just want twelve in that same art style. It looks so good. Yeah. All right. So I um, got I got Marty's great 2D question. answer. So what yeah, else I'm did a, everybody else have? Metro 2D all the way.
0: What else? You guys? know my answer.
2: I'm not even going to say it. You know yeah, my
0: answer. It's just 2D. Yeah, I know. Philip, so where's your 2D yeah, or 3D?
2: Justin, you were going to go. Go ahead. I was.
5: I was going to say. I think. I think 3D. And again, my only reference point right now, right now, is really Prime Three, but really, right now, with, with the original Prime. But again, it's got to have the right headphones on, right? You've got to be in that immersion.
3: <laughs> okay, Philip. I don't know. I, I know that's a dumb answer, but I just they're so different. i and like you know, Prime is a much slower paced game. You're you're in a different he- mindset. I feel like when you're playing those games. Um, I don't know. It's hard. I love them both terrible answer
0: no it's no it's actually i mean if you're a metroid fan you're gonna love them all you're gonna you're gonna take every metroid game you get because yeah. it's sometimes can be very far in view between
3: <laughs> here's so, the other thing too it's hard because there's certain you know i like some of the 3d ones better than some of the 2d ones i like some of the 2d better than the 3d so mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's hard
0: it's good when they mix them up right so you get a good uh you're not getting all of these two D's and getting tired of them. And then all of these three D's and getting tired of them. So it's good when they mix it up. So it's working out the way they're doing it right now.
4: Yep.
0: Excellent question. All right. Next one is from Mecca. Who's in our chat as well. Uh, Do you dads talk to your kids about putting too much money into live service games, making sure they know how addicting or grind heavy they are or how any minute now the game might shut down their doors
1: Marty saying yes so, so a little disclosure here um, my kids uh, have played fortnite apex you know all that stuff where there are consumables and you know bucks you can buy and all that currently uh, in our family nobody is playing fortnite I've even deleted it off my switch uh-huh. uh, because I just I got burnt out I was I was got to a point where it was like I would feel like I couldn't play other games because I got to I got to do the grind progression, right? I got to I got to make level one hundred. So I got up to level one hundred this season, and I was just like, "Ah, eh, this doesn't this like I've been doing this since the Marvel season in chapter two, and I was just like, "You know, I don't this doesn't uh, do it for me anymore." So I deleted it. My son had already been off of it for a while. the The person I'm having to have conversations with it about right now is my mother. Like i I added her to my uh Apple family plan and was getting like daily charges for stuff for like solitaire garden or something like that and I just had that we always have like a like a family meeting and be like look <laughs> you do realize that this is not your card that it's using for these purchases you you Another just char- you just charged I- eighty dollars in solitaire coins to my personal debit card <laughs> like you cannot she's like well i'll pay you and i was like no nah, we're gonna put your card on there and if i spend anything i'll pay you how about that <laughs> i was so, really
5: hoping it was your mother who is on Fortnite. that's what i was hoping that <laughs> conversation was mom, You're like mom, you mom, know
1: what though here's the thing. premium battle passing right now and hey, I mean, she is <laughs> clicking heads and shredding them You the, know. The hope for Nintendo this year, my mom is actually talking about buying a Switch. You know, it's oh. been out for seven years, and she's like, oh, I think I might buy a Switch. She did this with the, the Nintendo DS, too. Like, she waited until the very end of the life cycle. It's like, I think I'll buy one of those.
3: So she's the she's, <laughs> but, the she's the perfect target for that reduced price Switch with the, all the cheap. Yep.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to answer make's question, yeah, we have had that conversation because, you know, they – much longer than they've had switches, they've had iPads. And they've had, you know, monetized games there. Uh, we just don't really do that in our house. Like we're not we're not spending too much money on that. Battle pass for Fortnite was about it, and we we're done with that. What about the yeah, rest of you guys?
5: I, I have not had to have those conversations. My kids don't play, like my daughter played Fortnite, and she said one time she's like, Can I can I get the the battle pass, and I was like, "Yeah," and so I bought her the battle pass, and or I bought her the the club, the what is it, the membership crew, line? crew. I was like, "That's the best deal," and then we're just gonna unsubscribe it, right? And she's like, "Okay," and I was like, "And if you want it, we can talk about it next season, and talk about like w- if you got value out of it." And she's like, "Okay," and then when the next season came around, she's like, "No, nah, I'm good," and I was like, "Okay." She just played that in that moment, right? So she doesn't use a lot of they don't use a lot of microtransactions that way. My youngest is really the only one of the two of them that play games. And yeah, my oldest has kind of kind of fallen out of it, if I'm being honest.
2: I'm laughing at Quag in the chat. I'll we'll go back to him in a minute. But um, you know, right now my you know my son's twenty two. He has a job, he buys whatever he wants to buy, and I don't you know, I don't care as long as he can afford what he needs to. But when he was younger, he did ask, he was playing CSGO, and he asked if he could buy, like, what What do they call it? Uh, like, it was, they're basically loot boxes, but they they were like, I don't know what they called it in the game. And I'm like, well... We did kind of have that conversation, where it's like, "Well, you're not gonna, you're not guaranteed to get what you want." They want you to buy, you know, many, many, many of these. You know, are you sure you want to pay for this? You know, hinting that I'm not buying it. If he wants to buy it, he's got to do it. This is well, this was before he was old enough to get a job, meaning he needed to find a way to get money. And he goes, uh, "I think I'll wait." <laughs> so, I think he kind of. Did understand? Oh yeah, money has value, and I don't have it. (laughs) And back then, we didn't have to worry about games shutting down like we do in twenty twenty three. Which, but that's even a scarier thing.
5: Yeah, I have a friend whose son likes Fortnite. They play together, and they all this kind of stuff. And and you know, he'll do the hey, I want this, I want that, and they're like, nope, nope, we're not doing that. But what we'll do is we're like. But what we'll do is we'll load, you know, as a birthday gift or a gift for doing your chores or whatever, we'll put, you know, you've earned it. So we'll put $20 of V-Bucks or, you know, whatever the equivalency is in there. And you can choose something from there. But when that's gone, that's gone, right? And so it's not associated with with his own money or his own credit card or, or, or like, the parent's credit card and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there is a little bit of, I think, especially with that, like... The monetization and, and like, I mean, you know, I think as children, like, not understanding the value of it, and especially again, like, when everything is digitally delivered, right? There is no, if there, if you don't have those like prompts to stop, or you need a second login or a key, or did you authorize this, they can do dumb things. I remember my kids at one point, like, we had on the TV or whatever was like rent to buy or whatever. I didn't put a second authorization code in there and they rented, a, you know, like a despicable me or whatever it was. Right. They just kind of, I remember coming downstairs one day hearing despicable me on the TV. And I was like, I'm sorry, we don't own this. What did you do? And they're like, Oh, I hit this button and this button. And I'm like, Oh, and there it is on the credit card. Right. At that, But, but yeah, like we've all <laughs> had those things. Right. And those, those, you know, those Apple parents who are get charged $400 because their kid hit buy. Right. Like, when when there is no physical versioning of something there's no understanding of the tangibleness of it and digital consumption and we also live in a world where like on demand digital i want i want i want is instant right like that's hard to teach a child like yes you could literally hit that button and you get the thing you want but like you have to work for that and you're like (laughs) so to work and then come back and press the button in like two hours and you're like yeah, I get it. I understand, right? And that's a challenge, right? And that's, you know, even when you talk about finances in general, that's a larger challenge you talk about with children, right? Like the idea of like mom and dad pay with a credit card. Well, we never see mm. that it's ones and zeros, right? So like, what does it actually mean? And my paycheck goes automatically in my bank account. Like you never like you physically have those things, right? So <laughs> yeah, there's a like, lot I don't of think, like,
2: like, I don't think any of my kids have ever received a paycheck that they had to yeah. deposit. It's yeah. always been direct deposit. My my youngest daughter got a check for Christmas. Um, and she
5: lost it. Oops. Oh no. <laughs> She's just like, I, I don't know where it went. And I was like, like that is that was a that was a good amount of money. Yeah. Right. Like, but she didn't she didn't think about it. She was like, Oh, that's great, and just like moved on. Whereas if it was like twenty bucks in an envelope, she was like, Oh, I get this. Yeah. Right? But I was like, No, we've got to take you to the bank with a check to get the thing, right? And there's a lot of that like course around it, right? So I don't know. That's my rant on on, but companies also understand this for children, right? Yes. Like, sorry, like people were like, "Oh my gosh, Epic! Like you made a children's game that like children's play, and there's loop and there's boxes, and there's things you purchase." Yep, that's how this works, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Like, sorry, <laughs> Epic. Uh, who was it? Overwatch got in trouble for it. they had to remove all their loot loot crates, right? That's why Overwatch Two changed the way it did because of the EU ruling regarding gambling. Right. Yeah, and children's, uh, like, there's a lot of things around it. Right. Like, games are designed in a way to keep you in them, monetizing. Right. And some of some companies do it in a slimy way. Other ones do it in like you just paid your 20 bucks, you're done. Right. So, yeah. Right. I got my soapbox.
0: I hope that answered, uh, Mecca's question. It's all great answers. And we could go much deeper in this. Uh, but, we are running out of time. So uh Koopa Kid sent in a question saying, Did you guys see the trailer for the Tetris movie on Apple TV? Any thoughts? Did you guys get a chance to watch that trailer? Yep. Yes. Yep. I did. Tell us what's your thoughts on that, uh, on that movie.
3: Uh trailer. Uh, I, I think it looks cool. I'd like to watch it.
0: Yeah.
3: It's a cool story. So, yes. Yeah. I thought it was an
0: interesting take, definitely, on that. Uh where I wasn't expecting it to be that interesting. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> yeah, so. I
3: laughed when they had the shot of, like, the car driving up, the, like, this incredible chase sequence yes. happening. I'm like, well, I don't know if that happened, but...
1: And uh, then they end uh, in <laughs> this, like, pixelated thing, right? Like, yeah, like it yeah, starts yeah. looking like... like I. When I first heard there was going to be a Tetris movie, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was imagining like that Adam Sandler Pixels movie, Pixels where like movie. the yeah. Tetris blocks are coming to life and like it's an alien invasion <laughs> or something. But this is uh, is a really unique video game movie, right? I mean, it's it's a, the story of the game,
2: mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of a dramatized documentary. It's right. It's it's based on truth, but there's a whole, the whole there's there's some fun in there.
0: Yeah, there's some really good uh, name. There's a couple of good uh, actors that are in there that I recognize, or might be more. But Taron Egerton from Kingsman and Rocket Man, uh, he's the main. He's the lead, and then uh, Tugo I- I- Igawa is Harish. Ah, Har- oh, jeez. Jesse, can you read those names U- for me? U- Hiroshi <laughs> U- yeah. yeah, You U- 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 look great. You look yes, great. Thank Adam. you. Yes. Yeah, so uh I thought that was really cool too. So um and there's uh, plenty of other actors and actresses that are doing this movie. So it's it's really cool. And it's it's interesting to see because there's I noticed there's a lot more of these type of uh of uh products coming to the world and their story, you know, type movies between this and some of the vehicle ones like in the, the shoe one, Nike's coming out too soon. So uh about the first Air Jordans. Was that so, real? I couldn't tell if that was real or not. Well, it's I, it's based on,
2: on I thought a it was true story. That- yeah, but I at the, at the end of I, I thought it was just a funny Nike commercial. I don't know if it was actually Oh no, a real that's movie. that's a movie.
0: No, it's oh, a no. movie. Oh no.
2: Nope.
0: It's about it's about signing Michael Jordan as he was a rookie for the Nike shoes.
2: I thought it was just one of those weird Super Bowl commercials.
0: <laughs> nope, as far as Oh no. Now you're scaring me. I don't think that's what it was. No, I think it's a real movie. <laughs> So, but yeah, we'll, we'll find out if we ever see another commercial. Yes. All right. Any other thoughts on the movie? All right. It looks
5: good and I will watch it.
0: All right. (laughs) The informant asks, Hey dads, what's your favorite music genre or, or band, or a few favorites if, or say a few favorites, if that, uh, if that's easier,
5: I'll run mine quickly. Uh, matchbox 20 Mumford and sons Dermot Kennedy
1: nice uh for me lately it's been uh lo-fi music i am just i really enjoy it put it on while i'm at work while i'm driving uh it's just it's great it's a lo-fi girl uh on on apple or spotify they're on both uh but as like as far as um bands that i really enjoy like when i'm not listening to that uh 90s alternative stuff nirvana stone temple pilots uh sound creed uh but then i get a little more like my music taste is all over the place um uh hootie uh primus uh red hot chili peppers uh you know uh, there's a ton of, of those bands that like <laughs> had their heyday when i was a teenager and so like i the other night we were we were driving home uh from something and i was uh was playing a song by primus and my daughter looked at me and she was like who is this who is Primus?" and i was like <laughs> it's Primus, and they're one of the greatest jam bands of all time and uh, the song was uh shake hands with beef is the name of the song and it's just it's like a killer line. that's why i like it and uh, she was like, Oh, they well, have a great faces there. Yeah. She, she said, are they popular? Do people like them? And I was like, well, I'm a person and I like them. And <laughs> yes, they are. They're pretty popular. They've been around for a while. And so we started talking, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, they were around when I was your age and. Uh, like they were playing with Stone Temple Pilots and she's like, who is that? And I was like, so we, so we put on interstate love song, which is one of the top five greatest rock rock and roll songs ever written. I'm sorry. Uh, So we, we put that on and we're, we're saying, I'm singing along and everything. And then, and that was like, and then, you know, Nirvana. And she looked at me and dead serious. She goes, Nirvana is a band. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I just thought it was a T-shirt with a smiley face on it, and I was like, "Oh my god, Man. <laughs> this is on!" You. I have failed. I have <laughs> failed this child. And I was like, "Have you never listened to anything like this?" And she's like, "I just like to listen to pop music." And I was like, "Well, not anymore. <laughs> nope." How old is That's she? That's blocked. It's banned. She's fourteen. All right. Well, I was going to say you could just
3: be like, you probably you might know this, the theme song in the South Park. That's Primus that's one way to <laughs> look
1: it's not that's like we haven't to listened to these songs before it's you know it's it's not like we, we haven't been listening to to good music her entire life right uh but uh, now if it's not on a on a reel or a tiktok it's not a cool yeah. song to her uh, yeah. you know anyway <laughs> shake my old man fist <laughs> jesse what are you into yeah, i i grew up
2: as a genre i grew up listening to oldies you know, like 50s, 60s, 70s and then when i was like in high school i would would i did listen to you know modern music at the time so pretty much most most you know in, from 50s until the early 90s you know I pretty much that whole 40 year range that i'm okay with um my favorite band would probably be beatles uh, mm. I said that in high school and i 30 years later, I'm
0: still saying that now. Solid choice. Nice. Uh, so for me, it's I'm all over the place like you, Marty. So it's like I from somebody who grew up with classic rock, Christian rock, hip hop and R&B because of various influences around me. Um I grew up with that. So my tastes have grown since that point, grown in, in, into especially being in the Detroit area, getting into techno and house um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then uh, some heavy rock, obviously the grunge era and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and all the way up till now, I guess my. I. I have my phases like I'll have phases where I want to get it like I think in the warmer months I like listening to more heavy bass songs so i listen to a lot of hip hop or even some uh, EDM type stuff so because I can put the windows down and I'm, yes I'm that person who rolls down the street and you hear the bass in their car <laughs> so because I like I like my bass um so, like so I'm trying to look at some of the stuff I listen to with that kind of stuff, like um Big Sean, I think is one of those artists uh a s a p rocky um well, there's another artist actually I've been into though that's kind of got a country hip hop feel if if that's a thing, and that's jelly roll. I don't know if anybody's heard of him,
1: but uh. I- I have a funny story about Jelly Roll that I'll tell in the post show. <laughs> okay. Uh preview, if you want to sign up for be a to be a $10 patron, I got free food at a restaurant one time because someone thought I was Jelly Roll. <laughs> All <laughs> Did right. You just give away that entire thing? R- I'll tell the whole story because it's even like it's pretty weird. All right.
0: So, yeah, I I like the I like a lot of bass type stuff, but I've lately been getting back into the rock stuff like uh, Alter Bridge is one of my favorite bands uh, and Linkin Park because they just came out with their 20th anniversary of Meteor Meteora, Meteoria. Jesus, it was hard to say, Um, but Linkin Park celebrating 20 years of that album and they released a song i guess that wasn't out before with that uh so i've been be listening some lincoln park one of my all-time favorite bands altar bridge uh corn i really like some of that heavier stuff Yep. yep yep uh so i've been on that kick lately and i always like listening to new stuff so my daughter who's 17 has been always giving me new stuff to listen to as well so it probably doesn't cover everything I like to listen to, but that's what I've been most probably been oh, into. And then, so.
2: and then, of course, I also like Weird Al Yankovic.
0: Oh yeah, that's, Who a, does that's it, a right. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: right. So How about you, Philip?
4: Yeah, did you
3: give yours? Um, I so I'm the biggest nerd here, I guess. I when I'm working, I don't like to hear lyrics, so I'm just listening to game music and crap all day. Um. A lot. Well, that's
0: what lo fi is for me when I'm yeah, well,
3: yeah. Lo fi, the vaporware stuff, yeah. All that <laughs> stuff. Um, but no, I I mean I I just I like all sorts of stuff. Well, you know, especially the nineties stuff got me, love eighties stuff. Um yeah, grunge era. I mean I grew up with all that too. Um yeah, I'll, I'll keep my answer nice and, and yeah. simple.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know what my ratios are now, but like ten what I say Fifteen years ago, when I uh, when I was just kind of starting my iTunes library, I'd say like half of my library was like video game music of some kind, and then half of what's left was Weird Al, and then that last twenty five percent was just everything else. I, all right, here, all right, here's my my. This, this was before I had Beatles music in my library because I wasn't available yet. <laughs>
3: for well, my my video game thing is I like uh obscure Japanese computer game music like the PC ninety eight and stuff. There's some wild stuff. There's some cool stuff yes. but, like these games I've never even heard of, and it's like uh, the soundtrack's awesome. <laughs> and then you find out it's like some porn game. You're just like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, I don't understand. But
1: All right. As you do. Well, guys, that is uh, the end of our questions for tonight. Did Justin go for his music?
3: Yeah, mine were
5: real quick. It was Matchbox Twenty, Mumford and Sons, and Dermot Kennedy are kind of my uh, not.
1: uh, Not what's his name about letting your backbone slide?
5: (laughs) Uh, Myster Fresh West, but let your backbone slide. Canadian classic from nineteen eighty nine. Of course, that's standard. I don't even need to say that.
2: Right, right, like so. Before we close out, I wanted to say what Quag said in chat. Listen, Canadians, it's ZR, not ZR, on the pro controller for the right trigger button. And I will reply with, I'll even say (laughs) ZR. There you
5: go.
1: It's ZR. I'm sorry, it's printed right there, ZR. Anyway. I
5: like that. Is every Canadian supposed to have a uh, a tragically hip tattoo? Uh, Tragically hip are in a tremendously amazing band from Canada and they are like the anthem of our country uh, and even sadder that the lead singer passed away a couple of years ago but like they were having a final tribute tour that they broadcasted on CBC and like everyone around the can- Canada just like sat around and watched the Tragically Hip and like sang along and it was like one of those concerts I'm not a huge Tragically Hip fan but I really wish I had attended a Tragically Hip concert because now they don't exist
1: I I want to note here that Justin did not either confirm or deny the existence of a tragically hip tattoo somewhere on his body. So uh, we'll just move on (laughs) from that point and we'll close out the show. We want to thank you for hanging out with us uh, for Episode 414, especially Philip Summers from HandDrawnGamingGuides.com. Thank you so much for your time and your input for the show. We love uh, having you on. would love for you to come back at some point. All right. Thanks for having me absolutely so you be sure to go over to uh, handdrawngamingguides.com and uh, check out his uh, not his Kickstarter his Patreon uh, and where you can get uh, those guides uh, or magazines mailed to you every month you can get uh, PDFs of all the ones that are already out you can check out his awesome work over there Uh, we want to thank all of the folks who subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch Uh, and thank you to the 19 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and at activities. Thanks to throwing their Twitch Prime subscription our way. Uh, and Remember, if you're doing that, you can do that every month. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can uh, throw that toward us on Twitch and you get access to the Discord as well. But we also want to say a huge thanks to all of our Patreon uh, friends Uh, And friends of the show, especially everybody from the dollar all the way up to 30, you guys are awesome. Thank you for making everything that goes on here at Nintendo Dads possible. Uh, I want to remind you to check out our uh, website. That's nintendodads.org. You can head over to um, uh, get Spotify podcast feeds on all of our shows, as well as the other uh, parts of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts like Game Pass News, where Nick and Sean go over uh, the week's Xbox News and Game Pass releases. Dads After Dark, where John and Drew talk about video games uh, and then TV shows and sports and raising kids and waifu stories and everyone's favorite uh, Drew topic, animal care. And since it's an adults-only podcast, they're never afraid to have some straight up honest chat. Just make sure the kids aren't around when you're listening to those. Uh, you can also listen to the Retro Logic family of podcasts, featuring Retro Logic with Dan, John, and Sam, covering retro gaming and retro gaming collecting topics. On Topic Retro with John and a guest doing an in depth overview and analysis of specific retro games. And Retro Groove with Adam and Liam discussing music from generations, uh, all generations types. And Film Logic with Mike Eston, and every now and then a guest uh, talking about all the things to watch. You can also find our YouTube videos, links to all our social media and our Nintendo Dads merch over there. Unless, you know, the ninjas make it disappear. Uh, you can find us in most places like Patreon, Twitter, wherever. Just type in Nindads and we're there. Email us at Nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave us a sweet voicemail at 92925 ndads that's 929-256-3237. So a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remind you, wherever you download this podcast, wherever you listen to it, the audio version, uh, whatever your podcatcher of choice, go and give us a five-star review and some written words there. It helps people find the show, and it spreads the good news of Nintendo Dads to more and more people. So for me, for Justin, for Jesse, for Tim, and Philip Summers, this has been episode 414. We'll see you next time. Bye bye!
5: Thank you for listening to Nintendo Ads.
4: Please understand Nintendo Dads Podcast.